0: the daily talk show episode 553 we got a special guest in the studio callum sinclair Woo! from the sydney swans you can clap too clap oh, i know okay, you're, yeah. you otherwise i've been known to clap
1: for myself i was gonna
0: say otherwise uh, outside of the sydney swans from elstwick primary school where we went to primary school together I did uh you how old are you 20 i'm
1: 30 i've just turned uh, the big three oh so i'm when's your um, birthday 23rd September, so I've 20th suddenly, or 21st. 23rd. 23rd. So I've suddenly worked all things out in life mm-hmm. yeah. as soon as I've turned 30. So it's um, yeah, I actually don't feel any different. I feel, <laughs> I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> how, how,
0: how's your body feel at 30? Um, oh,
1: mate, it gets tougher every year, particularly with the um, the mind is actually the one that um, really? that the, uh, that ticks over all the time. But um, mate, not not too bad. I think um, yeah, I've had a ton of injuries over the career, mate. But um, Surprisingly, I've actually um, I actually uh, had a nasty shoulder reconstruction literally about, uh, I can five months ago. Mm. So I actually missed uh, about four, four months of football. And it's actually, in terms of my body, um, I shouldn't say this, but it's actually the best thing for me, missing games mm. and things like that. Mm. So um, at the moment, quite good, but... Um, as a, as a coach once said to me, um, the tie can turn very, very quickly. So I'm sure one hit or um, one comment to my, to my mind right, things how will how change. How hear you,
0: Debbie Downer? What are you <laughs> fucking? How are you here for motivation? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, so you're the ruckman at Sydney Swans, mm. fuck, uh, long way from Elsternwick Primary School where we'd uh, kick the footy around the oval.
1: It was actually. I remember. Um, I, was, I was having to think about it yesterday. Kind of. Um, Actually, when I first saw this guy, mm-hmm. it was on YouTube. and I, so right. You know when you you know when you kind of look for something on YouTube and then okay, an I'm hour- I'm clapping yeah, myself. <laughs> yeah, and then an hour later, you kind of go back. to you, you find yourself looking at, I don't know, you might look at like a motivational thing and then you find yourself looking at cats with, mm-hmm. I don't know, and yeah. then um, a video of you popped up. And I was right. like, I think I went to primary school with this guy. I think he might have been a year- A year older
0: than me. I'm in the algorithm of the cats. So when you get a cat stream, i come up.
1: (laughs) Another backhanded compliment.
2: Um,
0: Um. Funny story though, uh, I went round to mum's place uh, probably four or five months ago and I saw this like a a sign on the door. I was like, mate, is mum and dad selling? I didn't know this. I hadn't spoken to them. It was like a real estate sign. It was like had some sort of real estate on there and I walk in and I was like, mum, what's going on? She said, no, um, Andrew Sinclair knocked on our door. (laughs) <laughs> this is your older brother. And so
1: What maybe are you went uh,
3: Cheltenham. So yeah, down yeah, yeah, down yeah, yeah, near yeah, yeah. where yeah. he works. Yeah. And, and and so that's he convinced I'm here.
1: it's a plug for my brother <laughs> yeah. to do. Uh, like, He's door knocker.
3: Did he convince them to sell? <laughs>
0: no, but I thought I thought it is a genius idea because he now has somehow asked mum and dad to leave the signs, leave a, like a real estate sign on the on the fence. And I was thinking is this Andrew um, Hoping that people would see it and go, I want that corner block because mum and dad got a corner block. And maybe they'll call Andrew to go, is that for sale? Are you guys selling that? So I think it's Andrew's sneaky, sneaky tactics.
1: So did he get the listing to your place? No, he hasn't. No, They're not selling. Not sale.
0: They're not even selling. He's just sort of, I think he's just, he's grooming. Sorry, <laughs> so has he put the sign up? No, it's no. A, It's like some sign. I'll, I'll have to take a photo of it. Yeah. Give your brother a plug on our Insta. But it's like a, a some sort of sign on the gate that just says the real estate agency. Like it like, could be for sale. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm right. saying. People yeah. might be like, I wonder if it is. Yeah. So your brother's <laughs> sneaky tactics, are,
3: uh, I think they're working. <laughs> Did you know that you were going to get into like professional sport?
1: Uh, look, like – yeah. We went to a El primary which had this uh Kick program. Well, I think it was Vic Kick. That's what yeah, it shows. Kick. shows I mean, age. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, Vic Kick, I mean I went to Oskick, that means fuck all. Vic kick, then it turns into Auskick. Look, ideally, like, yeah, I had a father that um that played professional sport and I had mm. two older brothers that were like really, really into it. So it basically first started out as trying to impress your old man mm. and impress your brothers and um to some extent it's still a bit like that yeah. <laughs> um but yeah to be honest it was literally basically following in my father's footsteps and then um he used to run the uh, the vit kick program the Oz Kick program back then and, um, yeah, yeah he, did. Ah, he was the, a guy that used to basically the role was to get the megaphone and all children come meet me here and have a chat and so he'd divide all the kids up and um, into your ages and things like that so i looked at him as like my hero and um yeah, did all those kind of things, and from there you start playing juniors and things like that. But um, but yeah, it's always been a massive focus and what I wanted to do. But um, yeah, there's been a lot of hurdles and things in the way. But, um, but yeah,
0: what school did you go end up going to after uh, for high school? Corfu Grammar, Corfu Grammar, private oh, school. Right. twat. Yeah. private <laughs> school. I'm in St Pierre until I uh, went to a public school, and then I was a public school twat. But um, like becoming an AFL footy player in Australia is like it's the elite sport most young men want to achieve right it's like I I remember heaps of mates that want to be AFL club uh, being AFL player are you supported through the high school years or is it just some pipe dream like are they actually thinking oh this kid's actually got it or or as
1: in like as in what like the people around you like when
0: you're in high school like are people around you going yeah yeah, I know but also make sure you become an accountant (laughs) because you might
1: not make it well like the high school I went to and um, look i stuff and I'll say it now, I'm 30 and do what I want. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they they kind of put, you know, um, high school footballers on a, on, a, on a bit of a pedestal and you're kind of told, um, you know – with things like social media and stuff, these days like the the play, the good players are pretty well identified, and you start to kind of you know uh, look. It gives you some street cred in the yeah. um, in the you know in the lunchroom in the uh, lunchroom. Who has
3: who a yeah, yeah. lunchroom? Well, but that's uh, what I was saying. I went to a public school, so I'm like, fuck, they have lunchrooms. Yeah, rooms. Nah, they <laughs> but the, um, the cafeteria. The
1: but yeah, like yeah, yeah, you get. There's a lot of players that get identified at that age and mm. you start to go, Oh, you know, this guy's gonna play AFL, he's mm. gonna get tried. That didn't actually happen to me. I was actually playing uh reserves footy at school. So my pathway to to playing AFL is a little bit different to a lot of the guys at school. But um, you know, with like social media and probably stuff like you guys doing, mm. like seventeen year old kids that play, you know, junior sport are like celebrities now. Mm. So I can imagine it'd be a lot, you know, a lot worse now. And not worse, but um, a lot well, different.
0: you're almost getting um, clout before you've hit the big time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the guys that got just got drafted who were 18, they, so we just had a draft in the about two or three weeks ago, so we had about five 18-year-old players come to the club. And I went on just actually on when I was on the flight just over here before, I came across a video, um, the top 10 picks straight after it, they're only 17, We're doing a suit fitting at one of the – um, down chapel street they're and get <laughs> oh, suits on and stuff like that and i'm like i'm still buying me uh <laughs> me boots at rebel sport i don't know what's going on so um but yeah the the tides definitely change with how um you know players are perceived and how they're prospected at a young age but mm. yeah it's um yeah you, you literally i can from now when you're 15 you're being scouted there's going to be videos about you online and you can see who's getting picked and who's going to be a decent player, but...
0: More pressure, right? It's like oh, almost yeah. have your personal brand dialed in, make mm. sure you can talk to a camera. Have your TikTok. Yeah, yeah. make sure. <laughs> Not too edgy, but just edgy enough mm. so you get the followers. Uh, you went through three drafts before you yeah. nailed yep. it?
1: Yeah.
2: What no. does that
0: mean? I mean, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> is that so, like playing a game and you lose each time and then the final one you win?
1: Is that... What kind is- of. It's a bit... I don't know what, how, how it kind of... If you guys know how it works, but no. we so when you, absolutely not. Okay. so <laughs> when you um, when you get to get play, to get on an AFL list, you need to get drafted, which basically means that you know you pay sixty bucks, and which you guys can do if you want to do it. You can ah, pay sixty bucks. So we've really? been you know, in the draft. Yeah, I think it's sixty dollars. Um, so you can, us <laughs> So and you put your name in the ballot, and if you're lucky enough, someone will call your name out. But. Um, Wait, I, and then you're on the team. <laughs> yeah, and then you're on the team. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's simple. Like Sixty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <This> <laughs> so I think over a thousand people. Um, I think over a thousand people. You know, put their name in and, and, and pay, but only probably between seventy and maybe eighty-five, maybe ninety get mm-hmm. get picked up. Mm. And yeah. So, so what's not- the
3: picking process then? Because obviously there's a step between you get the thousand people then surely it's not just like a raffle system. Surely it's like, okay, can Cal actually play?
1: Yeah, so you have to, so clubs have got, you know, five or six recruiting staff now Mm -hmm. and they, you know, like I said before, they're looking at you from when you're 15 and, you know, and the good thing about what happened to me is you can draft players who are over the age of 18 who have you know might have played state league for a while so you see a lot of guys these days who are drafted at 23 24 25 um but my personal situation was yeah i I didn't really um get on the radar of afl clubs until i was probably about 20 years old so my first two years out of school so usually you get drafted Mm. majority of players get drafted at 18 but a lot of the um the two years i was kind of playing local football and from Who were the, you playing for? I was playing for Old yeah. And um Which you know, that's not
0: even like a part of the VFL. Like, no, nah, it's a suburban league. It's okay, So I was playing Division 2 in that. It's and what a uh, lot of pissheads do, but yeah. you were just taking it seriously. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I know a bunch of people that were playing. I did enjoy um,
3: myself back then. It was actually probably <laughs> the funnest <laughs> what year is, of football i Is ever had. Is that what, so, you know, like Favola goes off to like country towns see, and they get so paid like six league. grand or whatever. What's the deal? What, what's well, that?
1: Well, someone like him would probably, he finished his AFL career and mm-hmm. still had amazing talent. He's an entertainer. He's an unbelievable footballer. So, you know, a lot of country teams, they kind of say, oh, well, why don't you come and play for play three games for us for the year? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, literally the whole town will turn up. You can, um, you know, you get free beers after the game. It's a big <laughs> event and, um, you know, and that him. He, might, I'm not sure of the figure, but yeah. he might be paid a few thousand bucks to play or get a sign-on bonus or something like that. Mm. And then from there, um, yeah, I think there's a common thing they might take a um, a percentage of what the, of the tickets they sell at the gate. Mm. So a bit harsh for community football. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? and
2: so yeah. you did
3: two. So you did two years. So you're 18. You enter the draft. Yeah. No luck. Is that based on? No, I didn't even
1: enter the draft at 18. No. So I wasn't even like. I was literally just playing local football because that's what I just thought I. That's yeah. what I thought I fit. What did
3: you think you were going to do? So, were you having a gap year or?
1: No, so I finished school and uh, went to university, went to uh, Deakin Uni, got a uh, decent enough score to, to do that. And look, I always wanted to play AFL, but mm-hmm. I literally started from. I go, all right, well, how am I going to do this? So, I literally started from Division Two, um, local football. And that sounds
3: like. And like a an outlier sort of approach, like given that yeah, everyone like you get picked at fifteen or whatever. And mm. were you sort of when you're playing junior footy, were you the like the best player on the team?
1: Uh, I reckon I was up until about twelve, mm-hmm. and then um, <laughs> and then there was a thing called uh, puberty.
0: And I then, mean, I thought I was the best yeah. player on the team up until about twelve. Yeah. But so then like, the realization. So I, can,
1: I can literally remember. Um, the first game when I actually realised there was a thing called puberty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I literally finished like under 12s and -hmm. then you have like your six-month break and you play cricket and tennis and things like that. And then I came back for the – we had like one practice match and I never, ever forget – coming back and I'm like, yep, I don't have to do any work. I'm just gonna come back and play well. And there was a guy I was lining up in the rock and there was a guy looking at me and I swear to God, he was 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I had a beard. This guy's burst into his he had like amazing like you know, delts and lats and like biceps. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's the scariest guy ever. And I literally did not touch the ball for about three years. Nah. We, we were speaking
0: about that. There was always one kid when we were young mm-hmm. that just Became a Goliath. Yeah, yeah. Pu- puberty early. They had a goatee mm. at nine. <laughs>
1: yeah, and they, you know, and I'm, I'm, I, I get really hung up on this kind of stuff. But they were always the guys that got picked for all the representative teams. So mm. they might not have been the, uh, the most skillful, like, the, you know, they might not have even touched the ball. But, but perceptions reality, that they, they looked like mm. they could do something. Mm. It's
0: like picking a young, tall kid to go and try it for basketball stuff, just mm. because he's got the tall bit nailed mm-hmm. and good, okay. At, at, Basketball. Exactly right. Were you obsessed with
3: the whole puberty thing? Like, were you like, when am I going to grow up? Because I remember Honestly, th- yeah. the only the, the only time I ever prayed as a kid, I remember seriously, like I was like 11 years old in my bed saying, please God, just give me pubes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like that was the only thing that I ever wished for. Like
3: it's so weird what we Did wish for. I, I think we, we should catch yeah. up for a coffee yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> talk about our
1: issues. Uh, um.
3: But now I've got a fucking hairy back. I reckon,
1: <laughs> yeah. reckon you overcast. Yeah. Went too hard, Seriously. Dude. No, no. honestly. I actually did think like that, like I, <laughs> you know, and going to a to a high school um, where there was um, there was a thing called girls there, yeah. and, um, that made things really different. And they always liked the it's like a therapy session for. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I'm bringing up all the other and they they kind of you know liked the guys who uh, who were big. Yeah, when when you
0: know. how tall are you now? Uh, six seven. Six seven. When did you get to six seven? Was that?
1: I reckon I. F- oh, I can I finished at about twenty one. Okay, so you're still growing. Fuck, I mean, yeah. this is the thing
0: that, you, and that so it probably serves you that you started AFL when you're 20 or got the draft when you were 20 because you're closer to being a fully formed.
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, I think you know, you, you see a lot of guys, particularly uh, key position players like myself, that you know they they um excuse me, uh, they'll play it. You know, they'll come in at the age of 18, and mm. before you know it, they're 25 and they've played seven years in a pretty brutal, brutal game. So I I didn't really can consistent afl football till i was probably about 25 to be Mm. honest so i kind of feel like um my age might stay that i'm in the late kind of category of my career but um like you said i reckon those three or four years actually might have saved me a little bit
3: Mm. there's a weird thing happening at the moment i think it was this american life did a whole episode around human growth hormones in kids and basically like when you're uh like if you're super well off or whatever in the US, there's families who are going saying, hey, my kid's like short. And they're like, oh, they're not that short, but they're just trying to get human growth hormones. Oh, so no. their kid fucking gets real big. That can't actually be a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's you a really? huge thing, yeah. Kids going on human, like especially in sort of the real top tier of society where it can cost them up to $400,000, mm. but they basically go to the doctors or whatever and say, oh, I'm worried that my kid is, uh, you know, too small, but it turns out that like they're actually not that small. Anyway, I thought it was quite mm. interesting. All right. Well, my my, my
1: partner, um, she's actually uh, confessed to me also that she was a late developer. So I might get their details
0: uh, <laughs> for our children one day. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could. Your old man, your brothers are tall. Brett, he's yeah, tall. Yeah.
1: So I think Brett. Uh, Brett's uh, he he's bald. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, bald. Very very bald. Uh, well, he's got so, the bald yeah, coat. Um, the
0: ball company. Have you seen you've, you've seen Yeah, that, is no, it? it's
1: actually relaunched. So is it? um yeah, it's uh <laughs> give it a
0: plug, mate. It's um thebaldcompany.com. So
1: the bald the company, my my brother, he went bald at a young age. Mm-hmm. Like really um he we, we always used to give him um, a great deal of shit about it. And he was very, <laughs> very um yeah, he copped it quite well. He always made fun of himself. But it wasn't until probably he was, I reckon about, you know, thirty years old that he actually real. I actually realized that <laughs> hey that actually he actually took that really, really hard, like, going forward at the age of, <laughs> like, 22, 23. Yeah. I'm not a laugh about Yeah, I know, <laughs> And he... Um, so, he started this revolutionary thing, uh, well plans to be revolutionary called The Bald Company. And it's basically um, a fight against all those companies who um, that claim they can uh, regrow hair and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he's a very, very funny man, my brother. So he's done a lot of funny YouTube things and um, funny videos. He There's a, fa- um, a funny video that got a fair bit of traction. He put a Vegemite on his head. <laughs> and um, the, the long story short, he was saying, this is what you look like when you go get a hair transplant. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry to you guys if you have... On that, but no, um, no. he's very, very passionate about no, hair, hair loss. That.
3: Yeah. Have you? As I mean, because it's an interesting thing. Like all these things, like hair loss, like all these things that like guys care about. I feel like we don't talk about it that much. Well, I so you're a, one of
0: three boys. Yeah. So my my eldest brother is going a bit bald. Mm. I don't know if he'll go completely bald, but it's definitely gone around. The, mm. It's pushing way back. Yeah. And then Mikey, my middle brother, same age as Brett. He um he's got bamboo hair. Yes. it has got an man. afro. So mm.
1: Brett's philosophy is really like one of his big things that he talks about is that if it's going mm-hmm. and it's like, getting, like people will go to, like he's done a lot of research, will go to the nth degree, to they'll, you know, they'll go to pills, lotions, yeah. they'll do anything. Yeah. If it goes, just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like you know, quitting yeah, before you're it's fired. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's a big thing around he talks about acceptance and um, moving forward and um, he wrote, he actually, he's actually written a book Oh, really? Yeah, he's written a book about. It. He's so passionate about this. Um, it wouldn't
3: have happened if you didn't bully him as exa- a kid. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So, um, <laughs>
1: what yeah. about
3: scalp health? Because I wonder about what my scalp would actually look like. Chapter if four. I was chapter four.
2: Really? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you seriously. <laughs> right. no,
1: no, no, I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> this is the stuff that he talks about. Yeah, and he actually has a, a, a thing on fashion. Yeah. Uh, a, a chapter on fashion, and he beanie talks beanie, about become a
3: beanie. Like I wear way more hats. Mm-hmm. I got told by. Uh, A hairdresser. She asked if my dad was bald. Uh, (laughs) I said, yes. And this was when I was like 13. She said, have all of the uh, crazy hairstyles while you can. Really? That's harsh. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm what, 29? Yeah. I mean, what's your old man?
1: very bald so okay. like, so me me and andrew have taken after my mother carol beautiful head of hair Fantastic. <laughs> okay, yeah it yeah. yeah. still goes to the same hairdresser in now uh, and clearly right austin Week. Lovely. um but uh brett unfortunately got me old man's jane so it started off with a receding hairline and then that that line just got mm. really really thin and uh and then on a holiday one day i was, got something to eat and came back and it was shaved all off and he's, he's never looked back he actually looks so much better yeah and, i think he looks um, great like he until it,
0: you got to own it. If you go, if it goes, you got to own it. Who's the mm. tennis dude? Agassi. Yeah. They used to wear wigs. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. He talks massively about how mm. self conscious he was and how mm. much it affected his life. Like he said, the amount of hours and time that he spent trying to actually hide, you know, yeah. his hair loss because he was ashamed of it. He said, it um, – "I think he actually came out and said it was really, really horrendous thing mm-hmm. to go through." So, um, what about
0: in the club? uh any baldies at, at Sydney
1: uh there are um but McVeigh was actually one he was like, he'd just retired but he was a captain but he um he actually should be the pin-up or he accepted it very very early in mm. his life but um every now and then the group they're just on a PowerPoint they'll just you know we're watching like a game vision and Talk about a real serious conversation. In the next slide, just as a joke, I'll just put a photo up of when he had hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
1: it's peroxide, uh, real curly hair, oh, wow. just um horrible, just horrible.
0: I think it's something like um, Nathan Jones from Melbourne. Mm. He he looks great, bald head, very shiny, very, very shiny. shiny.
1: Yeah, well, his brother just played for us actually, and he 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 accepted it at a very very young
3: age. His bro or Nathan?
1: Yeah, he, no, so his bro uh, played uh, played for us. Um, Zach, he's now gone to uh, St Kilda. Uh, last year But you know He was going Very very early And I reckon He accepted it At about 19 And just went Really hard Yeah, I'm talking about it Like I'm, uh, no, 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 like no. I'm This You're activist But <laughs> I've got a, I've got a great head of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's privilege, so, white privilege Right here. I, did say to him,
1: like, I did say to my brother I <laughs> go like Because he's doing A massive relaunch And he said Oh look um, I'm, I'm thinking of doing all these events and, and things like that. I'm like, oh man, I'll, I'll, I'll host the event and MC it and I'll do a podcast. It's like, you're not bald.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Would you shave your head for it? Oh god, no, god, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, mentally unstable for that. Well, I did see a um, you know studies around high testosterone could lead to baldness, but then we as a group got our testosterone tested, mm. and uh, I, yeah, I didn't think have, I saw that. Yeah, I didn't have. Mind like, to the that roof, Cal. Well, what it,
0: was the results actually?
3: Have you done I yours? know you, you
1: had a haircut recently. I saw that. Yeah,
3: yeah I yeah. got a haircut. Yeah, yeah. The results. Yeah. Uh, you it's were 20... 28 or something? I was 10. 10? <laughs> and I was 15 or something. Yeah. And so, so the range was meant to be... 10 to 35. More? Yeah.
0: Which, okay. I, I mean, I don't even know. Like yours would probably be 60. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, You go a, a bit of a, <laughs> not a dark past, but you have some sort of... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not dark, but you... <laughs> He's lived.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing I'm not bald. Yeah.
0: No, I took testosterone, uh, steroids, which that can make you go bald. It's like a, a hyper testosterone within your system. I thought it did the
1: opposite. I thought it made you grow.
0: No, nah, I older. don't know if it makes you – like steroids can make you bald. Mm. Definitely. There's a, and lots of, taking lots of drugs can make you bald. I don't know. I've survived a lot. Like you said, I've lived. Yeah. But I'm all good.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> high performance, uh, athletes. Like, what's what's the deal? Do you have to like care about everything? What you're eating? Is there that whole, you know, like I don't know much, but like, you know, Essendon all of a sudden like they had all the drug stuff. Is that can that accidentally happen? Those types of things where it's like, ah, I was taking this supplement, and it turns out it's.
1: Um, Look, I think from that um, that that situation, like the AFL, have actually. I come down on everyone hard, but they've actually, you know, put in a lot of policies and procedures and things in place. And um, you know, I've actually got a lot of sympathy for a lot of the guys. Mm. at the time, I actually, I couldn't, um, I don't actually know the details, and I'm, sure, I think it might actually still be going. But I've actually got a lot of sympathy for the playing group for, for kind of what that went through. But um, look, I think now, I think we're probably the lead. The, I'm not sure if this is actually correct, but I know we're up there that. We're the most highly regulated league in regards to what you can and can't take. So, um, Are you pissing in cups all the time. Then had one about two days ago. So yeah. So we have an, an illicit drugs policy, which is uh, from the AFL, which is we, ha- we which we have to um, abide by. So and that uh, means
3: what? Like no cocaine, no marijuana. Can you, like what can you have? Zero what can fun. You have
1: well, no. We, yeah, we, we have a policy where um, the AFL we we have a. Um, a three strike policy in mm-hmm. regards to um, uh, our, what we, um, in regards to illicit substances. And um, that's well, pretty
0: like, lenient, don't you think? So the, does that mean, say, so if someone gets caught that they had ecstasy and it's in their system, that's one strike, but we won't tell anyone or.
1: Uh, yeah, like there's a they have a policy and guideline, and it is quite complex about what they go through. But mm. we also have uh, a SADA, which is basically every sporting code in um, in Australia has to has to abide by, and that's headed up by WADA, which is the World Anti Doping Association. Mm. So that that's basically out there to catch um, cheaters. But so yeah, so it's a pretty um, they're very very thorough. So mm-hmm. and you get tested, yeah, a fair bit throughout the year.
0: When you said the testing, I, I remember um, I was working at this gym, Chris Anstey, basketball player. Came in. There was this guys just following him around. I was like, "Who the fuck are they?" And he's just drinking Gatorades, and it was the drug testers mm. had knocked on his door that morning, and he couldn't piss. He's like, oh, "I don't need a piss. I just <laughs> they just hang
1: around for the whole day." And
0: then they hung hung yeah. around. Is that
1: literally what? Yeah, happened? it was literally the case. So I think so. When you get tested, they literally come up to you, and they just say, "Hi, I'm Paul from Asada and you're." you've been chosen for a drug test. Where, know, where, where are you, Bronte? Just getting the coffee or is yeah, it- Yeah, so Asada can come to literally um, literally anywhere. So you have to fill out your whereabouts, like your home address. Like it's not like, oh, I'm going down to get some milk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there right. any
3: like trolls? Uh, like could a troll, could I come in and be like, hey, Cal, uh, it's Josh from Asada here to take a sample. <laughs> Do you reckon it'd be quite easy for a stranger to take your piss without- <laughs> you uh <laughs> realizing <laughs> i don't
1: think so i think so they, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of accreditation and things like that like generally what are you
3: looking for though badge well, if i showed my well, victoria's they, driver's the, license they've
1: got the kind of like a safari shirt and it's got you know a nice australian <laughs> emblem on there and like a, go- shirt? It's a government agency oh, okay, and sure. they've got a lanyard with a Photo ID, and so you exchange IDs just to ensure everything's, ah, okay, sure. everything's all good. So it's like the full on like legal um, legal process. It looks but like the federal police got, or something. We shit. actually know the people now because because okay. yeah. I think we they have a you guys are in charge of these uh, clubs of sport, and mm-hmm. so like when they come in, I'm like oh hey Bill, am I up today? And like no 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 it's fine okay yeah. someone else is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, like the, the first time you do it is like the most confronting process ever. Mm. Like oh, I was oh god like. Um, just having a shower in front of the boys when I first came play AFL. Play, yeah, uh, we don't have <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: right, you're right.
1: <laughs> And um, and uh, but when they come, you're like, oh yeah, yep, no worries. And um, it's literally like you know you stand there, you do all the documentation, and your palms are sweaty and stuff like that. And you know usually to take a piss, it's not that hard. Mm. But um,
3: are they watching you?
1: Yeah, like ducks are down to your um, down to your knees. Are you and turned you, around
0: or are they looking nah, at you? No,
1: they're, they're, they're looking at you. So ducks are. Ducks are pulled down. What a job.
3: <laughs> what yeah, I know. What a yeah. job. Yeah. And, they just, um, and you need a lanyard and everything to do it. they try trying to make it seem all official. This is
1: all a bit fun. And it's literally like you just see their eyes and they're just like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they they, they need, their they their
0: need to see stream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They need to see point to point. <laughs> Which yeah, I makes I it
3: even funnier when you're like, Bill, is it my day today? Because <laughs> i fuck <fake>
1: off, girl. <laughs> 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 Well, there might have been stories of guys have got like severe stage fright and it takes them like forever. Like I remember it took me a few hours once because I was just so – I was a young man and I was just so paranoid about it that um and so you know, so nervous to actually, you know, I you know, oh, in a trough every single day. Yeah, um, yeah. But when some guy is directly just honing in on your uh on your old fella,
3: it can Jeez. be um Do you mean yeah. do you think that you're you're better at the trough now? In no. the sense of like more confident? Do you think like you could go to a <laughs> piss any anywhere? Could you piss it yeah. anywhere? To be, uh, <sighs> or does it have to be in a little plastic cup?
1: <laughs> 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 to be honest, like if I'm at the, the footy club um and then I've do it all the time, I'm completely fine. Mm-hmm. But if I have to go to like a restaurant or an airport or something mm-hmm. like that, I get massive stage fright. I really? don't know what it is, still get it like.
3: What is Bill doing to you? <laughs> well, I'm just worried I don't about white pa- I actually have a big thing about white pants. I remember as a kid fucking shaking and then getting a bit of piss on my pants. On oh, white so pants? Now, on like, on yeah. And so now I'm fucking paranoid yeah. that... If I wear light pants that, that there's a, a potential. Yeah. I thought you said you wear white My partner called pant. me doing that the other day. Really? Yeah. yeah, so yeah she goes, annoying. what is
1: that? I go, oh,
0: I just, I just <laughs> had some water. You just went to the toilet. It's because <laughs> people call others out. It's like, annoying, can, isn't it? Ah, It's very annoying. Do you feel like what you do is a job or, or are you just fucking lucked out and you got, I mean, not lucked out, but you got this thing that just every day is feeling like it's. I'm just getting up to play. I think Pick it changes. Around.
1: I think it changes. Like I think when you first start out, that you think it's um, you don't. I reckon you're just like, oh my god, like I'm I'm getting a a paycheck and a relatively good one for my mm. age at the time, and then you start to and and then but then I think when you start getting injuries and you start kind of. Um, being part of this pretty high-pressure environment, and you have got to worry about performance, and you've got to. Uh, and now the the league is so um, there's so much player movement. Like you can get traded now. You can you know you can really get delisted at every um, at the end of every season quite easily. Um, so it, I think as you get older, and you know as the wick gets smaller, and, and your career is only a short part of your life, I think it slowly does sort of become become a job. But in saying that, um, I could imagine that um, you know. You fast forward, you know, 10 years, I'm doing a different job. I'll look back and go, that wasn't really work, was mm, it? Mm. But I think the, the physical side of the game really, really does take a toll. And, and, and then that you kind of think, God, oh, this is a really, really tough job. But I think, um, you know, to be in front of a desk every day on a computer or things like that, you, you I'll look back at my career and go, oh, you know,
0: mm. was that really
1: work and things like that. But
0: I mean, you said mm. that the, the mental thing is one of the harder things is you've gone on in your career. And, and so maybe – I mean, that's, that's where high-performance environments are st- stressful. Yeah, they are. Because you're putting yourself through.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, you have to perform. Mm. And, then, you know, there's – particularly in, in competitive sport, there's so much that goes into it, and particularly our game as well. It's so extremely complex. But if you look at um, – look, if you compare professional sport, and particularly AFL, and we're here in Melbourne, and it's so um, – it's like religion down here. It's a little mm. bit different to what it is in Sydney. But, you know – if you guys work for a big company, you're probably only getting a review um, based on your performance once, maybe twice a year, mm-hmm. maybe. But for us, it's you're you're getting performed literally daily, and not just from your own coaching staff. You know, you're getting it from uh, the public, the footy club as a whole, your peers. Um, so the constant analyst um, analysis of your performance, it's pretty full on. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's what you get paid to do. But um, but there are yeah, definitely there are some days where you're like, oh god, this is. Uh, this is pretty full on and pretty tough but um but I think yeah it's just the constant analysis it's daily.
3: Mm. If you uh came to our team and were in charge of coaching us mm. what would be some of the things that you would bring from a footy club culture into the daily talk show coaching
0: team? in what respect like a- athletic coaching No or no
3: no coaching as I guess like more so the yeah the analysis the sort of like performance um <clears throat> we don't need to know how to handball <laughs> <laughs> Some players can't believe it or not
1: <laughs> um but look, i'd probably the big thing I reckon I'd say would be we talk a lot about fundamentals at the club, so believe it or not, you might um, we literally do things like basic basic drills around handballing, kicking, um, marking, mm-hmm. and things like shepherding, like which you'd probably think, oh my God, I learned that stuff when I was doing Oz kick, like we'd do lane kicking oz kick, but we kind of i'd say. If I could bring anything into you guys, um, would be nail the, the fundamentals of actually what makes up your game or your mm-hmm. organisation and things like that and become really, really good at it. And I reckon another one would be it's very easy to pick on people's weaknesses and pick on you know, areas they can improve on, but it's pretty hard to actually like, ask you guys like, what would you say your strength is?
0: Mm. My like, hair. The thickness out of the two of
1: us. Yeah, the point is, is it's actually really, really quite hard to identify what your strengths are. Mm -hmm. Well, people don't naturally really like talking about it, and particularly in Australia, we're quite um, that. What's that saying? The tall poppy syndrome. So when you talk about your strengths, it can it can kind of be seen as sometimes as a little bit. um, Oh, you're full of yourself, but that's what will make this thing work. That's Mm -hmm. what will make um, daily talk show. Be really really good so it's quite easy to say oh you know tommy you're not that good at that mm. but do you think it's easy on your strengths if i if that, that's what i'd say
0: i love it and so you think we gravitate even in the football environment people are looking at what they're bad at they're, that's easy to recall i'm not good at this or
1: well it's not necessarily looking at bad at. like you know it's yes like you're in an environment and to be good at anything it's always about constant improvement but i just honestly think that you know everyone's there for a reason and you know you. Um, as an individual, you really need to work out why am I being picked in this side or why am I doing what I'm doing? It's it's because I believe that I'm good at this and mm. that's, oh, I, oh, I think this guy's good at that. And that's actually really, really hard to identify. And I actually really, really struggle with it. Like I'm, um, in terms of like talking about my strengths, I hate talking about it. Strength yeah, on I the field or off field or? Both. Like I, I just think the whole concept of talking about what you're good at, it's just this thing in our culture where it's a little bit um, – People just think you're you know, a bit full of yourself, but... Mm. Um, Got but tickets on yourself, yeah. yeah but yeah. But, that, but that's the reason that you will hopefully be really, really good at something. It's very easy to pick on something you're not good at.
3: So does the team, like does that dynamic incorporate that, like, it, like what is the daily thing or is that more a personal thing that you've identified?
1: More of a personal thing, but mm-hmm. literally we always talk about um, at the end of the day, when you go out in the field or you go out in the training, you literally have to play to your strengths. So if you're, um, you know, I'm never ever gonna be the quickest guy on a mm-hmm. football field and you know, I'm six foot seven, I'm a hundred kilos. I'm not gonna be, um, you know, chasing Cyril Rioli down a wing and, and catching him. That's just never ever gonna happen. Have you ever but, given,
0: given the crack?
1: I I, I I played against him in a um, in a school game once, and um, I, I I took a mark, and I very very stupidly played on.
2: It <laughs> <laughs> was right behind
1: him, and I just I'll never forget. Like I got about ten meters, and I just looked, and there he was, just like. And then I looked again, and he was just like in my face, and I just went, I just handballed and threw it away or something yeah. like that. But um, but yeah, what I'm talking about is basically yeah, every player that that um that plays for us or we literally say to them you yes you have to know, know the fundamentals of the game you've got to know the game plan you got to know the strategy but at the end of the day what it comes down to is you playing to your strengths mm-hmm. and that's what will make you play well
3: mm. what about I guess um a misalignment of roles and strengths do you have ever have someone who's really good at uh kicking goals in mm-hmm. the back line this is my footy talk. Yeah. Okay. As How as <laughs> many bur defenders kick goals, mate? Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So like I guess if if you've What's got it, someone- hawthorn back full back hawthorn? Like so say if someone was like, is there uh, fro- anyone yeah. in the back line saying my strength is kicking goals? Um, not necessarily because
1: they're put down there for a reason. Yeah, It's sure. because they're um, <laughs> ideally <laughs> – yeah. or we're in a lot of trouble if that's happening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they'll be down there. Be, they'll literally be a defender because they're incredible at, you know, setting up the defensive shape of our team. And um, their their ideal strength mm. is to um, put away the best player and make sure that they don't
3: touch it. What do you think, think about all-rounders, hmm? people who are good at a bunch of things?
1: Good at a bunch of everything in life or in football? What's the difference? They frustrate me. <laughs> a lot of people that are, um, yeah. Well, that can be kind of a, um, I guess that can kind of be a little bit of a curse as well mm-hmm. because you might not have a, a real set kind of role and things that you kind of, um, a real clear value of what you bring to, to, your, to your team or your organisation. But um, yeah, there'll be worse problems to have, I could imagine. Mm.
0: Mm. I mean, the footy thing is you're all got your position you, you're briefed in as the ruckman you know exactly what you have to do are you told to not kick goals like as a ruckman uh no
1: no <laughs> no i think i think there's a like a like I'm, I'm very passionate about about ruckman because i think they there's this um old thing that oh ruckman are these tall silly dumb guys and they, all they can do mm-hmm. is stand there and just tap the ball and Lumber around, but um, but no, I think uh, you try and get as dangerous, as, and that's how you win games is kick goals. So um, mm. yeah, no, that that was an old thing. It was there used to be this old thing about ruckman. Yeah, there was like, oh, just stand in the middle of the ground, don't touch anyone, don't talk to anyone, mm. just stand in the middle of the ground and just go from stoppage to stoppage. But um, but as uh, the game changes, that ruckman are so bloody quick these days. It's uh, it's yeah. hard for me to keep up.
0: How I mean. um, how many k's are you running a game as a ruckman? Uh,
1: you'd probably range between, yeah, like 12 to 15K a game. 15 right. k's a game is probably when you're, um, yeah, something's wrong. You, you, you're constantly chasing. But, um, but yeah, you usually, the running side of the things, I don't really find necessarily that kind of difficult. Um, there's a lot of other things, it's more the, the combat stuff, which a lot of boys kind of, that. that's the stuff that ties you down. Like if you keep hitting the floor and getting back up and doing general exercise, like we all mm. have those exercises at the gym where you're, um, if you're doing, F45 or whatever you do, you go, all right, down to the floor, up, down to yeah, the floor. Yeah, bur- burpees. Up. That's hard. Yeah, like, yeah getting, up and, getting up and down off the ground is pretty hard and try I'm doing it when someone's pushing you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: um, the, uh, for people who aren't familiar with Australian football or things like that, when I played as a kid, uh, oranges at halftime was a big thing. You'd have oranges halftime. Mm. Does that... Translate to professionals. Are you asking you, if he still has oranges. I'm glad at you brought this up. <laughs> you
1: know that's been banned in junior football. What? Really? what? Oranges has been banned.
3: What's cutting the
1: point? oranges. Because <laughs> the, the acidity is really bad for um for kids' teeth. Uh, and but on uh, but on that they What hand, about sour straps at the canteen? But, <laughs> but on that, they hand out um I don't know if they still do it, but for a long time they said no to the oranges, but then they would say Oh, and today our best player is here's uh, a Big Mac voucher for Josh. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> no, it's incredible that you can't even cut oranges for a kid at really? half time anymore. No, that's upsetting. Yeah. Another thing: I there's a primary school um, in Sydney that um, that I heard of. They've banned ball sports at recess. Why? Because uh, someone got hit in the head.
3: Well, so what sort of? I mean, I um, I was actually the sports manager in primary school. Uh, that so that I mean? the, the PE teacher wanted you to get the balls because <laughs> yeah, he, he or she so couldn't be bothered doing sports, it. Because so what happened was they had a sports monitors which was oh. selected by the students. I didn't uh, get a position. I was really keen. And so the PE teacher, she gave created a new role called sports manager and I created a system in which people would pay a dollar and they would get a key ring with their details on it. And if they wanted to borrow a ball, I had a, a board with a hook and so I'd say basketball one two three four five six seven eight nine ten. I then put numbers on all of the balls, and then so if they came and got a ball, I'd say, okay, you've got ball number four. Give me your uh, key ring. I'd then put it on <laughs> on the hook. Anything then, to get out of yeah. exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and then every uh, every week on a Friday, I would sort of the not collecting any debts, anyone who hadn't given their ball back because there was a big issue with equipment getting lost. It's really? stealing balls. Yeah. many your friends at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, teachers, I was sort of no, more teachers, of yeah. yard duty sort of hanging with it. I was the only kid that had access to the PA system. <laughs> so. That me my
1: primary, we very passionate about yard duty. Yeah, so I oh, very, I remember very that. passionate about yard duty. yeah. Really? yeah.
0: Yeah, Judy, what a thing. Miss Farrelly, she was our sports teacher. Iconesso. Miss Iconesso, yeah, yeah. 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 Miss Stokes oh, did PE every. Miss Stokes. Now and then. She yep. was great. She's so, my year four teacher. Fuck, this is nostalgia. Who <laughs> did you have grade six?
1: Uh Goddard, Miss Goddard. Yeah, same. Mm. What
0: uh Lote? Remember, oh sorry, Miss Goddard was the one told this story uh, that pointed out boy. and said I, I was riding through the schoolyard and there was kids. That she was teaching and looks out at me and says, That boy is a very naughty boy, or something like you that.
1: You were like, okay, uh, I always thought you were um, you were quite an extroverted kid, I remember. I've got mm. a pretty good memory. But you're, you're, you know, you, I don't know if you were annoyed or anything, but he's always nice to me. I will say that. Say, that's why he's cool. here. No, I'm <laughs> here because I think Did we you just be, say, I, think I don't know if you were annoyed brothers. or something? Did you say, Naughty boy? Na- naughty
3: boy, but I was nice to him. So, this is how. Did he have that cred that he was naughty?
1: I think he had some look. I think he had some sort of um, like a Bart Simpson sort of thing. Maybe a little bit, but I yeah. think because we had older brothers that were in the same year level, <laughs> there was some sort of respect he gave me. I yeah, 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 you, yeah. Maybe, I don't just know. <laughs> <that's it>. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: know this. We yeah. got this. What about if you didn't have respect from Tommy Jacket? What would happen?
1: Oh, I'd be um, be hiding up in the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: but it would turn as soon as your balls drop because you
0: got six foot seven. Dude. I, was,
1: I, I was a chubby kid at primary school. Really? So I, What'd you I, weigh? I could imagine. Um, I, was, I was 120. I was very heavy. I was very heavy. My brother, primary school. I was at,
3: well. No, I
0: was got
1: 120 <laughs> in high school. Oh. But
3: no, I would have. Um, actually, I remember they did this fucking tree. Which was the weight tree, which they definitely couldn't do nowadays. <laughs> what? And they put <laughs> everyone <laughs> branch you're overweight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How no. high can you climb? No, they put it on the on the the wall, and Dennis Stevchik and I were at the top. I got so this was uh, grade two. He was thirty three kilos, and I was thirty one kilos, which was very. Everyone else was in the twenties. <laughs> that is horrible, dude. Yeah, no. it's not ideal.
1: Uh, the the Early days of two and a half men I've been yeah. referred oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. As that kind of kid Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah So um But yeah So my brother said Um <laughs> He did say to me that At that age Because you ate so much At the age of seven You were shitting like a man <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> So He just said <laughs> What would you eat? Did you do um, lunch orders? Did the, you go to the yeah. canteen?
1: No we had no canteen They used to primary primary school There was lunch orders And you On the get, paper. Yeah, the sausage Yeah sorry, you paper remember? You put the coins in and Sausage rolls And big ends. Em, big
3: remember big
0: the um the chicken wing, chicken drumsticks that were like just the shape of a drumstick, but just <laughs> yeah. like fake chicken. Yeah. Oh, it was pizza pies. Mm. Was was pizza yeah, I can't remember
1: them. Mm, it's, it's disturbing eek. that we actually got fed that stuff, uh, particularly at school. Wouldn't, it wouldn't you know? These days, there'd be some Fruit march. you can't yeah. have The have parents oranges. would march to school and you know protest the kids mm. going to school because they couldn't eat a sausage roll.
3: Well, we had a we found an old email that I sent uh, when I was fifteen with recommendations for healthier options at the school canteen, <laughs> which one of the healthy options was a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. was, was there a caring policy yeah, exactly. thing you could put up there?
0: Playing your first game of footy, running out, what was the biggest field that you played on, What the stadium? Mm-hmm. Like your first, what was it?
1: Uh, so my first game we played, so I, I played in for the West Coast Eagles in Perth and I played there for three seasons. So my first game was in... Um, we played Hawthorne round two in 2013 and, you know, it's literally the good thing about playing for, um, for a team that's um, interstate is that literally the whole stadium, 95% of the stadium, is just for you. Yeah. So it's um it's a it's a, it's a pretty cool experience. So 40,000 fans literally all going for you. Um, in terms of the biggest, I played in the 2015 grand final, so there was 100 Probably 100,000 people mm. there. So,
2: what does um, it
0: do to your head? Like, uh, I mean, it's it's probably the closest thing to associate, like what does it do to your ego? Your ego? Mm-hmm. Like do you feel a shift in what you're thinking when you are being lauded as a player on a field
2: by It probably people? depends
1: how you play, to be honest. Like I reckon, you know, you could go out there and kick, kick six goals and – you know, touch the ball 30 times and you're coming off the ground and people are telling you how good you are and it's fantastic. And um, But then, you know, if you go out there, have a shocker and the team loses, suddenly you're like Donald Trump, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then no one talks to you. But I always, me and the boys at the club kind of have a bit of a a bit of a joke that there's, there's only two types of games that um, a player plays. One's the game where you come off the ground and you check your phone and there's about thirty messages, missed calls, everything like that. And then the <laughs> and the other game is when you come off the ground, you check your phone. Crickets. Really? And so nothing. they're the bad games. So and, and they're fully. they're the bad games, or you've lost. So, um, but in terms of your ego, yeah, like you can, I, can, I can imagine, you know, you could definitely quite get carried away and things like that. But sometimes some of the best players have got um, have got a massive ego, and, that, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But that's probably what makes them this amazing player and give them this sense of, you know, um, power when they're out in the football field and what makes them play well every week because they've got such this, this such strong belief in themselves to perform.
3: So if I wanted to build a good friendship with you, would you suggest that maybe every time you lose, I text? Is that really the way you're going to ask? <laughs> well, I know. I feel like that could have cut through, right? Yeah. Like if it's... If, if Can no we one's
1: work in the keyring
0: thing into your friendship? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Probably. It's probably true. Like, yeah, yeah if, I, if you've had an absolute shocker and someone yeah. actually reaches out to you and mm. says, hey, mate...
3: Yeah. Maybe I won't even mention it. I'll be like, bro, I didn't see the game, but how are you doing? Yeah. But you did say You mentioned the game. And so the... Are you? And you know that I've played a game. He <laughs> so
2: you <know>. was <laughs> actually there. Yeah. You saw him.
0: <laughs> are you, um, like for when that does happen, you start sort of seeing a trend, right, of who these people in your life that are obviously just there for the good times. Mm. Is it something you have to sort of start culling? Are you doing a friendship cull in real life?
1: Uh, it's really a friendship cull. I've been pretty lucky, mate, to be honest. I've kind of, um, I think probably coming into the league a little bit later, you um you kind of build up that kind of you know core friendship of you know guys from school, and then when you leave school, you kind of have your mates that that really stuck by the entire time. So I've got you know four or five really really close mates that I'm still in touch with, and we've got history you know since we were 13 years old. But um, yeah, like I'm not going to lie, there's definitely times where um, you question. You're like, mate, are you talking to me because you actually like me as a person, mm. or did you mm. just like the fact that you know um, the boys had a great win against um, you know against Carlton on the weekend? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a cull but you're just kind of aware of kind of, you know, people who, um, yeah, you know, if, will they talk to you or will mm. they be around you if, if, you know, if things aren't going so well? I think and, friend, uh, yeah. friendship
0: is an interesting one because there's like you're placing people, right? So you're mm. placing them in an acquaintance box mm. uh, and there's the acquaintance that you might trust and there's acquaintance that I wouldn't trust them but I like them, they're an acquaintance. And then there's my close mates. And so you start sort of doing that. I could imagine it just becomes – there's a bit more of that when you're in the public eye. And it's support. probably hard
1: when you get traded as well. Like, you know, I played in um, – I'm not from Perth, but I lived there for four years. So it was a big, big um, part of my life. And, you know, you, you go to work every single day and there's uh, 45 players that you work with for four years straight. And literally um, – I got traded to the, um, to the Sydney Swans and you you realise, and, and this is not a malice thing, but you kind of realise kind of far out like all fantastic people, really great people to hang around with, but to keep in touch with 45 guys, mm. you know, mm. it's, it, it's, it's pretty pretty hard. So you probably only really kind of walk away with probably maybe three or four that you really kind of keep in touch with. And, um, and then the other side of that, you actually might surprise yourself who you actually do keep in touch with. So um, – because if you if you're gonna have, you know, twenty minute conversations with forty five guys every week, you're not gonna have too much time for yourself. That's a full time job. Yeah, it's a full time job. Absolute so. full time job. But I think staying in touch these days is it's an emoji. Like if someone replies to your <laughs> yeah. Insta story with like a fire with a, with a thumbs up, you're like, oh, have you heard from me? mother? Like, yeah, 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 I spoke to him last week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about um, being in clubs? So you've been in Eagles, West Coast Eagles, and Swans. The superstars of these clubs that are the Poster boys of AFL, you got Buddy Franklin, and then even if you're looking at other clubs, Dustin Martin for Richmond. What's it like being in a club when when it has these superstars and what and and they're sort of obviously pushed out to the media? It's they're the marketing juggernaut behind the club. What does it feel like for the other teams? Because there's a bunch of Sydney Swans players I don't I, I don't know, mm. but they're probably crucial parts of the the club. But then the ones I do know. The other ones like, you know, Buddy. And so what, what is it like it within the environment for the team? Yeah, like, uh,
1: I don't know. It's just like anything. Because you spend so much time together, you, you don't really see the individuals like that. Like I could imagine from the outside, you know, you look at, um, look at the best players kind of in any sport who are the marquee players. But when you really spend time with these people um, every single day and you, you learn so much about them and you're literally working together, um yeah it, it doesn't really kind of kind of click and, and and as to like you know these guys are amazing superstars don't get me wrong when i go out in the field and play with buddy franklin i i'm i'm, I'm getting the best set in the house and go, oh my god i cannot believe just did that yeah that's mm-hmm. amazing but um but in terms of the marketing stuff and it just comes with the territory mate to be honest you you, um, you know yeah you, yeah they might do an ad for you know um, a fantastic sponsor and shoes and hats and things like that but um but because you're working with them so day um every day the playing group knows each other on a level that no one else would know anymore yeah, yeah. You know, you're seeing them at their highs when they're doing amazing things and you're seeing them at their lows when they've had um when they're going through a really nasty injury or they're out for, mm. you know out for 12 months or something's happening in a and, cup. yeah something's happening in <laughs> something's <laughs> happening in their personal life and um yeah it's a football clubs are a really really good leveler you know what i mean yeah you, yeah you can never ever get too high and you mm-hmm. really can't get too low it's all about staying here and you know or going towards you know one direction. I hope that kind of answers your question. No, no, it does. I think does, it's
0: but. well. I think it's the external. My, my thinking behind it is maybe there's more interest or people. They're shown more love within the club, which which I just extrapolate from. Guy who's sort of poster boy of club mm. would probably get more attention within. Other people might be feeling left out. You know, like or there might be jealousy within the club. I'm just really looking yeah, for some bitchy little angle, little drama. But I think we're all humans, right? Yeah. There is you could feel jealousy over a teammate. Doesn't mean that it's right or that you should. It's human response to feel sort of. Well, like- I think
1: naturally, if you know, like if you're kind of like for the first part of my career, you know, you're playing reserve football, which means you're playing in the seconds, and you, you want to break into the senior team, and there's a guy that's playing in your position, and you, can, you know, and you're looking at it, going like what's what's so good about this guy? You know what I mean? Why, yeah. why can't I break into that team? So yeah, like we're all human and you're right that you, you, you probably think, um, you know, you, you're maybe you're hard done by or, or you're trying to um, work out, you know, how do I get that sort of attention? But uh, it's just um, the reality of a competitive sport, you know, and um particularly when the team's going really, really well, um good teams are hard to break into. Mm. And um, I don't necessarily think it, I don't necessarily would say it's jealousy. I'd say it's just competitiveness. Yeah, okay. Um, you're in a, Sporting teams and particularly team sport, extremely competitive.
0: Is it advantageous having a competitive nature within a club?
1: Um, oh, it's a must. Like the league is so, the league is so, so tough and it's so hard to succeed. There's 18, 18 teams wanting to, um, wanting to compete for a premiership flag. That and only twenty two players can play mm. in that team, and you got a squad of I think forty. 48 so there's going to be a lot of guys left out every single week Mm. but without those kind of guys pushing you know those other guys to perform um, you're not going to be a successful team
3: I've just got this vision that they've all just Paid their 60 bucks and <laughs> won the raffle ticket that's come in. And it's like, ah, oh, red 43. I guess you're 43. Amazing <laughs> that they're all so fit
0: though. <laughs> you're exactly right. Mm. Um, and so the, you're saying the the 40, 40, how many people in a team? I think it's 46 to 48, I think. Like that, yeah. And so at the end of the week, how do you know that you're on in the, in the squad for the weekend? So the game's on a
1: Saturday, you're really kind of – you they select a squad of probably a so twenty-two player. They select, select a squad of about twenty-five on on Thursday, and oh, you'll know
3: you're in the squad. And uh, so it's like
0: bingo every Thursday night. Just what are we doing? Mm. What's my raffle ticket mm. this
3: week? And so, what do you do if you don't have a game? Like if you're not playing, you're obviously expected well, res- to. Well,
1: there's a reserves grade, mm-hmm. so you um you, you're basically playing playing in the seconds. So oh, really, yeah. so
3: you guys still play? Yeah, well, guys still play,
1: which is which is good. So they um. Um, and I'll, I'll, I've played plenty of reserves footy, so you, you basically your job is to go back and plead a case um, to the coaching staff and the selectors that you should be in the next week. Mm. So sometimes you know if you're if you if you're not playing too well, then it and that if you if you get dropped to the reserve grade, it might necessarily be a bad thing because you can yeah. go back play some terrific football and plead your case why you should be back in mm. the
0: team. What's your longest run of playing AFL every weekend and not sort of having a break with reserves? Um,
1: oh, I haven't probably played a, played a reserves game since probably 2017. Uh, that's pretty long. Is
2: yeah, so. A few years.
3: Ruckman, do they, like, do you all have a special bond? <laughs> like between teams and stuff? You're like. Well, uh, other Ruckman. Uh, other Ruckman, yeah. How, I go for Melbourne. How are you with Gorn?
1: He's very tall. Very, very tall. He, he nice fucking, guy. he, he can actually, run too. He, he's actually a very, very good runner. He's, um great footballer, very good footballer, but he um
3: i love yeah. how much you've played into the cliche but I just yeah he's tall <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> not much else you can really say that so, um but yeah you kind of see after a game mm. that uh ruckman usually usually get together shake a hand have really? a, a handshake and a, a little cuddle and a and a quick kind of chat like out, mate how you going how's things and yada 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 because because during a game you're so you're basically you're so you're basically holding hands for two hours uh-huh. you are kind of a you know, really real combative thing and yeah you're having a crack at each other and you're trying to win but at the end of the game i'd like to think that there's kind of this mutual respect because i think mm-hmm. a lot of other players can lose their opponents throughout the chaos but gen- genuinely with a ruckman you've got to kind of you know mm. be accountable to one another mm-hmm. and not let each other let, let each other uh, off the leash so um, do you
3: have like a trick do you wait like a beat before you jump or is there certain things that in your head you do to uh, get the ball I can't give you that
1: one, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you have different techniques, different people, but, you know, Gourney's obviously a big fella, so you've got to have, be on your game to, um, to get around him.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there...
3: Um,
1: you wanted more, Ben. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's right, it, I, you I wanted did. wanted tips,
3: yeah. top yeah. three tips. Well, I did also want to know what your favourite rule is. Australian rules football, what is your favourite rule? Favourite rule. What Before we mean? came on, we were doing all the, you know, kicking in danger, which I believe isn't in the that's AFL. That's a good rule. Is that only? Is that? In, so if your hands are on the ground, you so can't is like that kick because I, in junior footy that would happen every fucking two minutes, mm. kicking in danger in Dever Hills. I feel like <laughs> you never get that within the context of AFL. I've never seen a kicking in danger thing done. I've seen them kick it from. The, yeah,
1: yeah, you say it probably doesn't happen that much.
3: Mm-hmm. It's definitely a rule. It's like though. a double dribble. Have, have you ever seen a double dribble in an NBA game? Travel. I've seen a lot double traveling double dribble. No. So double dribble being like putting both hands. hands on oh, the ball yeah, while yeah. bouncing. But the other thing about NBA, very quickly, uh, a bit of sports talk. Um, I'm trying to get KO to sponsor a segment called Sports Talk where I talk about sport. Mm. Um, uh, My I feel mate like,
1: does the um, video for KO.
3: Really? Yeah, I'll put you in touch. Thank you. Well, because I emailed their marketing manager. Oh, beautiful. I didn't hear anything though. But I only emailed twice and they say three times is the... But I sort of put mm. myself in a corner because I said, "Hey, I need to know by Monday," and then Monday came past. in here from her, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't really follow up because your I strength <laughs> is persistence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, but the thing with NBA is I feel like they um, they're traveling all the time, but they let it go because it's sort of a, a decent sport. Like you know, it's such a yeah. speed yeah, yeah, they're, they're going. Mean, yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. fucking four steps, and if 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 it looks good, mm. they're okay. <laughs> but um, your favorite rule, something that you like, is there a quirky rule that's a little bit sort of not well known within footy I'm trying to think
1: um i've always wanted the rule where if the ball hits the post and it comes back in play uh-huh. you just um you just keep going with it. but um mate, to be honest one of the annoying things is that they they change the rules every single year really yeah. so every year they come into the club and they go they change the rules and you are like, hang on i just got my head around the, that one but mm-hmm. um what's do, one we, of
3: the latest rules like what are they changing
1: uh we did so in a practice match period, they trialed, you can't kick backwards. You can't kick backwards? Is <laughs> this netball? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. You can, but it's just play on. Oh, oh so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's if yeah, mark. Yeah. It's just it's, play on. To so, stop the game getting yeah. so slow. So
1: they do kind of things like they trial kind of things uh-huh. um, in a practice match period, practice match period. But the worst rule ever was the sub rule. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 were, yeah. So there was a player, one player in every single team that had to wear a bib. Right On the ground, while they're on the uh, ground? on the bench. On the bench, right? Uh And I'll just – I'll go into this for a little bit. So one player had to wear a um, a bib and that player – so you have three interchange guys on and off whenever they want. The guy that wears the bib um, comes on for a player that they want to take off for the rest of the Mm -hmm. game. So if okay, you're having sure. an absolute stinker, or <laughs> the, injured, oh, right? Bib boy comes you, out, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, you have your absolute stinker, and you you, you know you're like, oh no, you go, like, oh god, I hope that that bib's around somewhere. What's going <laughs> yeah. on? And um, there've been there've been a couple of times where I've ran to the bench, just thinking I'm on a normal interchange, yeah. and <laughs> the guy that has the bib, like in your head, they're probably just going like, oh, this is yours. But yeah, um, but in actually in your head, you. you you think they're going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then so basically you're sitting there for the second half of the game in this bib do you going, have to wear the bib? You have it? to wear the <laughs> bib. That's the annoying bit. And you've had an absolute shocker and you're sitting there and the camera always comes to you and you're like, yep, so Sinclair's been subbed out of the game. <laughs> you, you've dislocated
3: your shoulder twice in the, in the space of 20 minutes. Ooh, how yes. the fuck does that happen?
1: Yeah, it was not a uh, not a great great afternoon that one, to be honest. So I, I literally it was literally the I reckon it was the first ten seconds of the game. I did mm-hmm. the first ones. The ball went up, came out, slid, and literally someone just landed on it. And oh. I just looked down. and I just went, "Oh, oh no. god, that's no good." And it, and it wasn't going back in. So um, I remember running off running off the ground, and one of the players was like, "Are you switched on today?" And I'm like, <laughs> <"You're>
2: "Fucking <charting."> shoulder."
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I came off the ground, and um, yeah, they popped it back in and um and then because
3: yeah. pa- well, i remember I, like my shoulder clicks and i've seen a few people dislocate their shoulders at basketball and stuff mm. and it freaks me out was it like someone have to yank it in and you're screaming
1: yeah like there's um you like yeah i always kind of thought there was a real you know um medical technique yeah. uh, to it there isn't <laughs> <laughs> um it's pretty just it's like carpentry they just kind of Get you at a certain angle and, and yank it back in. And because it was the start of the game, I kind of felt like it's pretty important. I've, I've got to get back out in the field. And I taped it up. And because the adrenaline was so, so high, I kind mm. of actually felt all right after it. I actually didn't feel too, too bad. Um, did a couple of marks and practiced a few tackles downstairs and went out again. And kind of when I went out, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel great when someone, but I thought, look, I'll, I'll see how I go. Got through about 10 minutes. And then literally just before the first quarter siren, I just, went up to um, tap the ball and literally no one touched me and it just went,
2: oh, slipped out, out again.
1: And then the, uh, that literally stayed out for about 40 minutes. So I don't know, I must have got it at an angle where it just sat out oh. and I was downstairs kind of like, um, just wasn't going back in. And um, oh. unfortunately, yeah, like the-, the they doc- give
3: you the green stick or whatever? <laughs> well, <Maybe. laughs>
1: The doctor, Tom, who's actually a ripping guy and a great doctor, even he was like, it was so hard for him, he was like, Cal, just give me a few minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's working on it. And
1: I'm just
0: sitting there going like give you a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so give you a few minutes. And so are they giving you painkillers at that point?
1: Yeah, mate, I, I I had to, mate. It was it was so uh, so excruciating that um that, yeah I, I wouldn't be able to because they're kind of pulling it and you, mm. and you don't know what kind of damage you're doing mm. it when they're kind of pulling, oh, when, no. when they're pulling it back in so um what do you the rico
3: shoulder is yeah. that the one yeah yeah and so, is that
1: why you had it done yeah because because the joint was really really unstable so um look it's not uncommon in contact sport um it was just a bit of a i think mine was just a quite quite a public one i think everyone quite quite saw it and um yeah it was quite graphic you could actually see the uh, the, the shoulder, is it, the it on youtube i think so i uh, think we'll so put it in the show notes yeah
0: Oh and then after that are you are you having people like do you hear whispers of oh, he's fucking done it and people then the, targeting your shoulder yeah. the little fucks just trying to
3: get you <laughs>
1: Well I haven't I haven't actually played a game since <laughs> 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 um, but I do I actually do remember um going out and the after after the, did the first one I came out in the field because I had it taped up and like I was probably holding it a little bit kind of mm-hmm. like that a little bit um being ridiculous to be honest mm-hmm. um I did hear someone say Oi, his shoulder's fucked.
2: <laughs> In the crowd or no, a player? a
1: player found the team like, get into him, his shoulder's <laughs> fucked. I'm like, oh, I'm like oh, please, mate, don't do
3: that. Yeah. Oh, anyway, no, it's do it's you time. ever tape up both shoulders so they don't know which one? <laughs> there's, pl- there's a player
1: that did that. There's a player that did that. Um, I've forgotten his name. He played for a team, um, but he, he actually sorry, he actually taped the other shoulder mm-hmm. because he thought the other team would come after him and they going after his other shoulder <laughs> because the one that was taped. So it uh, quite smart. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Mm.
0: And um, do you, in terms of mates coming to watch you play, now that you and Josh are going to be on the text, Mm -hmm. do you uh, do you get people hitting you up? Those the one are they just the losers that didn't get the ground ground entrance? Do you get free
3: tickets? I'll be be in the
0: KO box.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 yeah, we definitely get um, get tickets. Great angle, what aren't you? (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, what I'm edging for is podcast under the MCG or SCG. Just podcast from up in uh, somewhere. That can be arranged. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, that can
1: be arranged. So, but no, no Yes, you do get. Uh, you do get tickets, and then you do get a handful of of ground passes for every for player. Pun every player. Yeah, gets I think that. every player gets allocated four, four, or five per game. Would we be is,
3: sitting with your other mates if we got <laughs> tickets? Like yeah, they yeah. Allocated yeah. Like but when
1: that? my school mates come, they just boo me. It's <laughs> <be So>, not <laughs> like, uh, and there you your real mates because I mm-hmm. think uh, a couple of times around the field, and all I hear is, Boo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would it be funny if we
3: all dressed up with those bibs? That could be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: with oh, God. I'd spot that out in the crowd. Um, I just go, yeah. What's and the, you're waving it at <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> what's the brown, though, like as a, an attendee? Couldn't tell you.
1: Oh, you've never been? No, i never been, haven't been invited. Actually, no, sorry. I actually, uh, I did get invited uh, a couple of years ago, but I was, um, it was because someone couldn't go. Um, and then they asked someone else and they couldn't go and then they said, oh, do you want to go? And I just said, "And uh, but my ego kicked in and said, no well, no, if I'm not invited, I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I didn't want to be known um, as the person that wasn't invited and they've asked three other people to go <laughs> and then I'm the one that was like, yeah, I'll go 100%. Text me like, next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, do you,
0: how do you get invited?
1: Why, why? I think it's like they invite the top maybe six people Players that'll probably poll the most. Mm. Um, So do
3: you like? I don't understand like completely the point. Like, did you have you ever gotten points like for as a a vote? Yeah, yeah. So I think
1: after every game, the the umpires um, will will select kind of will select three players who they think Mm -hmm. were the best on ground. Three being the best player, and then two and one. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, every game gets that. And yeah, the the theory of math is is that the person with the highest amount of votes is deemed the best player Mm -hmm. in the field. But no, never, never invited. Unfortunately,
0: At your podcast conversations with Cal. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a great idea, ha- getting an insight into players. because like, there's people that would just love mm. to understand what's happening internally. I think about movies, movie stars doing them, taking like Taken, the guy doing an extended, like it's an extension yeah. of Taken, the movie. As in, um, imagine that with um, Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine hearing a podcast of the extension of the movie. And I think it's like sporting players. Mm. I'm Is trying it, to find the linkage. I'm, yeah.
1: I'm, it's I'm not just not saying like commentary. people that yeah.
0: people love, imagine that. Like mm-hmm. I think the, the footy player not thing. literally taken like the,
1: okay, I get it, sorry, yeah.
0: yeah. So, but yeah. I actually, th- I, I went around, my point being, imagine characters within a movie mm start their own podcast, but it's as the character from the movie. I actually think, who's doing that? There is a- Ron Burgundy. Anchorman, yeah. Anchorman. Anchorman, But I reckon there's better ones as well. But I see the the link is people who love sports stars within sporting environments, you only see them play on the weekend, Mm -hmm. but you want to hear more. And I think your podcast is a great example of being able to get an insight into the club and hearing the stories
1: it is true I think a lot of the that's to be honest that's probably one of the angles that I actually really really enjoy and even and even for a player you can actually get really really caught up in thinking that you actually know your teammate mm. and um but you know i, I, I sat down with uh, Ali Leah um he's a good friend of mine and he was born in uh, South Sudan fled to mm. Kenya um, and then started his life uh, growing up in a refugee camp before relocating to um uh, to Australia when he was I think it was six years old. But I knew that, I knew that. But when I actually got the opportunity to sit down with him, you know, in a a setting like this and he actually talks to me about what it actually is like to be in a refugee camp Mm. Uh, and he talks about the struggles that he had uh, growing up. He fled to Newcastle, coming to a primary school, um, being the only – being the only black guy at a primary school um, in Newcastle, not speaking English, not able, able to communicate with everyone. Mm. You know, I see Liria Lear, Lear every day, and um, yes, I, I knew he was from a different background, but I actually didn't know actually too much about it. And that's the theory. Um, that's basically why it's great to have the podcast. And even um, guys like uh, Kier and Jack, who I've had a chat with, Dan Menzel, they actually I actually find actually when they come on, they actually people genuinely do actually give a little bit, and they actually quite like to share a little bit more about their life, a little bit more than just, you know, kicks, marks and handballs.
0: Mm, well, we're not one-dimensional. I think everyone on the field has a story
3: mm. and, you know, they've all had a childhood. And mm-hmm. mm. It's the format, too, of podcasting, yeah, too. I, I think people know that sort of posture of doing that even versus going and being on a radio show, which could be a completely different, mm. you know.
1: It's hard, though, I found, actually, to be honest, uh, doing a podcast. I think when I first, um, you know, uh, did it for the footy club. I, I was like, oh yeah, like having a chat, in a microphone. Like, you know, I enjoy talking shit. Like, this is going to be pretty actually easy. And then mm-hmm. you, you start. You know, I kind of went into the first one, kind of like, yeah, I got some questions, and you know, thinking that you know this is going to be really really easy and quite enjoyable. And but I actually realised it's actually a bit of an art tour. It, it's actually quite 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 hard. And I listened back to the first one, and I just I turned it off off back to me. I cannot stand <laughs> that guy chatting. <laughs> that is not me. They've done something else, but. Um, but to actually make things kind of sound, um, you know, smooth and there's a bit of a rhythm to it. And I, I do find it hard doing it one, uh, one off, you guys can do it too. Mm-hmm. And you can, one of you is having a bad day, you know, you can help each other out and oh, things 100%. like that. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, one-on-one with someone, I kind of, uh, all the pressure kind of comes in that person to make sure that it's quite, um, that's all going smoothly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I bloody hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys might find it easier. I actually found it really difficult. No, I think
0: the one-on-one yeah. thing is is mm-hmm. the hard bit. Like if you would just had a, if we if I just had a guest coming in each day, mm-hmm. there's a lot more that needs to go into it. We mm-hmm. can riff off each other. Um, did that make you nervous doing something like the podcast?
1: Uh, I was honestly <laughs> fine with it and thought it was all really it was all going to be a great thing. Uh, right up until we actually put the mic in front and oh, yeah. um, a guy, one of my mates, who did the very first one, Dane. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh, my God, like, my hands are sweaty. I chat to you every single day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. is this and mm. these making me so weird, like, about having a chat? But actually have to ask him, you know, not, not deep personal stuff, but just get his views on stuff and, um, you know, not being that, you know, Jovial surface chat that happens, mm-hmm. you know, generally at a footy club. But um, like the palms are sweaty. The hands. Are like, oh, yeah,
2: oh, oh, yeah. You know, I think it's when it,
0: anyone says that oh, I talk down mm-hmm. the pub. You know, like I, I love having chats. It's, it is. It's a different muscle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a manufactured environment to have a conversation. Mm. And so that needs to be built on. What about running out in the field? Do you get nervous for a game?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think... uh, Do you
3: vomit or anything? You know, you hear people that vomit (laughs) before every game.
1: Some boys do. Like um, we had a few players that generally kind of like choose to kind of like, you know, some guys honestly like I find it really, really frustrating when I see the guys that can kind of sit around and they're just like, laughing around, joking and have a chat and, oh my God, I've got to get my boots on and go out there and run and they'll go out and play amazing footy. Who's someone amazing that footy. a lot
0: of people would know? I um,
1: played with Andrew Gaff from West Coast and he was just like the most relaxed guy pre-game and I used, to, and he's an awesome footballer and um, I think he'd be yeah, he'd be definitely in their top top three or four players now and he's just the most relaxed guy pre-game. He'd just be sitting there chilling. I'm not sure what he'd be like now but I, I used to just be so – must make me angry. I would <laughs> yeah. oh, know, be angry I'd be, like, oh, I've got to get this right. Got to do that. Got to do this. Got to do it. You've um, had your
3: shoes on for half an hour.
1: Yeah. 40 <laughs> yeah, and um, checking the laces. And then there's you know other guys that kind of you know get around everyone and go, I'm like yes, which one <laughs> <laughs> are you switched on today, mate. Well, you go. Yeah. I've, I've like, been, watch the fucking show. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you got, and then you got. Um,
0: That's them projecting, by the way. Guys, They're just yeah. fucking Scared. Then you got <laughs> other
1: guys that meditate. They do um they have a process every week that they go through, they like to meditate, some guys pump the tunes in their ear in their ears. Mm. Um, has
3: anyone ever used a speaker or has there ever been any sort of biffos where people are playing loud music?
1: Well, there's like a section in the warm-up area where everyone kind of plays, um, and there's like a playlist. And um,
3: who picks the playlist? Well, this our head trainer, Josh Elliott, okay.
1: lovely guy, uh-huh. but far know twenty-five about music. weeks straight, <laughs> you just like it becomes Grande, and the next song will be Jiggy on Ocean Drive, you know <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just know that it's going to come on. But um, but yeah, there's a kind of a section that if you want the the loud music, that kind of all happens. But mm-hmm. if I had it my way, it would all just be kind of they're sitting there and. Having general conversations, but everyone's kind of got their own yeah. level Doing of anxiety. Your podcasts, just
3: got your microphone and headphones. <laughs> that probably help commentary. me. Actually, that
1: probably help me. Have
0: you ever been hunted down by um, who, uh, BT after you, know, Josh? This is the guy that you like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, They just roll for seven, eight minutes of just live feed. The and grand it's just, final it's stuff. He's just commentating, walking around. Or right, I'm just going to grab this <laughs> bike. Here he Cal. How you going, mate? How's you going, mate?
1: Yeah. Have you I, been grabbed um, by him? I have been. I have been uh, caught up by him uh, once before, but I haven't got like a funny story or something that he's done or, to me. Like, I don't know. Um, no, no. He kind of goes, how do you think today went? And I'm like, yeah, good. And he just takes the mic away. <laughs> 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 anyway, so, um, but no, I think he, he generally likes to hunt down the, uh, the A graders, mate, because that's, yeah. uh, that's what everyone, everyone wants to listen to.
0: Um,
1: and footy players media trained? Is that a thing? I think so. I think when you first come in, I remember when I first came in to West Coast, they took us out to Channel 7 for the day and we just um, in terms of try and like i don't we don't got it. Don't go to, well, I didn't. No one put me in uh, in a course and you sit there and this is how you do this and that. But I we've being taken to Channel 7. Get a uh,
3: photo at the newsroom sort of thing. Yeah. And Seriously, that's exactly what we did. that's exactly <laughs> what we did. Um,
1: Yeah, then Basil Zemplis just showed us a couple of funny things on the thing and then, A couple yeah, of, in front yeah. of the weather map. <laughs> yeah, And now you're media trained. <laughs> um, but no, to be honest, not really. No, not really when I think about it. I think you just kind of say all the all the cliche lines and
3: hopefully no one what's your favourite cliche line oh. we're,
0: t- we're doing this oh, we're doing yesterday? the match
3: report I remember like match yeah, report yeah. And just, oh yeah uh, why did why did we start saying it was yeah, it because we're know. giving props or something we're doing a match so report so it's like oh yeah it's a great great uh, game No Warren 6-7-42 uh, <laughs> to Devil Hill 7-9-45 uh, you know Mr. 97 did great on the ball.
1: I think if you played a really good game, they go, oh, you know, the, the commentators come in and they'll be like, oh, mate, you you played a super game today. You just felt like you were everywhere. And then the first thing you do is go, oh, yeah, the the team were great at helping me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on.
0: I killed it out there. <laughs> Maybe it's a tall poppy thing. I was a fucking savage yeah. today. <laughs> out on the field? I'm sure
3: the, like, American, some of the American footy would get right into just uh. like – yeah. Really yeah look grade. it wouldn't if it wasn't for me the team yeah. <laughs> I watched
1: the NBA draft and someone um someone got drafted and they're like oh what are you gonna what are you gonna bring to this team and um in, you know in Australia the when you get drafted the stand-up line is oh I just want to you know earn the respect of my teammates and <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like that and this um this American guy would have been like seven for his life I'm gonna bring motivation. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna yeah. bring. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring sass. You know, <laughs> it's
2: just like, oh, that,
1: that's gold. It's funny. It's yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think we're getting a little bit bored because everyone's uh, boring. Because I think everyone's scared of the backlash that might happen if you pump yourself up too much. Is
3: it fair to say you're good at accents? You, know, you could. I've, I, I heard oh. on the Scottish one. Oh, yeah, Irish. Irish accent. Irish. Yeah. Then the American one was quite good
1: um i did drama at school oh really it was quite which i found really really interesting and then i had to
3: drama um, and theater studies or just drama So
1: theater studies did you do a
3: monologue i did yeah what was your
1: monologue like, i honestly reckon that was um in my like football sport and that was the most daunting experience of my life really rocking up to this place in moorabbin um for my year 12 um like you had a written exam and you also mm-hmm. had the monologue mm-hmm. Turning up at um, the Moorabbin Town Hall. Oh,
2: yeah. I think and I went there, was there too.
1: Lot, yeah. mate, four, um, four judges who I've never ever seen before, and I honestly reckon that after I did my monologue, I reckon they said thank you. As soon as I closed the door, I reckon I went. <laughs> 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 honestly, I just reckon I walked out going, "Yeah, I don't
3: <laughs> I reckon." Do you remember
1: what it was that you, um, what you did? It was an Australian. It was an Australian. Th- Australian um, piece. I think I all I know okay. is that you I do I, the I, monologue. Do it now. I honestly <laughs> cannot remember it, but I do remember um, I had a shopping trolley and I dressed up like a bloody woman. And it was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to make the call, kind of in like year twelve. I, I did it in year twelve, but I kind of had this inkling that because um, I was a real sport heavy school, mm-hmm. um, that the theatre, the theatre department of our school, kind of had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder about you know. Doing sport, yeah, anyway. So, I kind of um, I gave me in my year 12. I'm gonna vent again yeah, in my year 12 production. Um, I thought I did a fantastic job.
2: Too
3: no, no,
1: no. I thought I did a really, really <laughs> good job. And uh, what was the production? Uh, it was like an Elizabethan piece, but it was like a comedy, uh, Serving the Two Masters, uh-huh, yeah. I, don't know, I can't remember who it was by, but, um, anyway, and then. I was kind of like a comedy kind of role and um, I got a C and I was completely filthy. And anyway, Mr. Uh, Joachim Marchos, his name was, um, that gave me that mark. But um, anyway, next question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel – I mean, do do you have – because Tommy doesn't necessarily look that fondly at his school memories. Me, I think I – I wasn't very good at school, but I did every single extracurricular activity and had a lot of sort of friendships with teachers and did yeah. heaps of weird stuff. <laughs> what, where did school fit for you? Uh,
1: great trier. Yeah. A really good trier. <laughs> I, 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 thought I, I thought I really um, – yeah, I'll go a little bit similar to yourself. Uh-huh. Like I always kind of pride of myself and having good relationships with teachers and, and things like that. I probably Were you in the
3: SRC? What's that? Student Representative Council? No, nah,
1: no. Nah, didn't, didn't get, have didn't, that? No, nah, 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 uh, it was called the, the Student Council, but uh-huh. um, no, nah, didn't didn't get a gig, uh, a gig in that. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say that I enjoyed the later parts of school. Didn't mm-hmm. really enjoy the middle parts, but um, definitely wasn't a uh, – I was just average, mate. I, I mm-hmm. definitely wasn't a, a Rhodes Scholar or probably good mm-hmm. at talking my way out of things, as you probably <laughs> yeah, can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. One time now, um,
0: life after footy, it's nowhere near for you yet, but are you do you within the club, are they helping you make investments? are they helping you understand what what life could be like after?
1: Yeah, I think there's a common culture now that it's pretty good where they preach pretty hard and try and get the boys to to be pretty engaged outside of the sport. you know when you're playing AFL football or kind of any professional sport, you kind of feel like you're in this bubble mm. and you know, at times, you know, um, you might think you're a bit more important than what you actually are, mm. and uh, yeah, it'll definitely. Like my philosophy on it is, is that you're only in this career, um, you're only in this career a short amount of time, and then you're a long time retired. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you've true. got to have a a real backup plan. So you know, um, you know I, w- what it's like is you've kind of come from school and you're 18, and you've played for 12 years, 12 years straight, and let's say that you know you finish around 30, 31, 32. You don't really know too much of the outside world if you've done mm. that for that long mm. so um you know yes a lot of the alarm we're in a privileged position where you get paid paid quite decent and you get um, access to a lot of um terrific opportunities which how is does
3: pay uh, work by the way monthly okay but everyone,
1: so, everyone has has um has, has a different contract
3: and so the whole draft thing mm. so, so your pay
1: when you draft it is um like set for two years already mm-hmm. so everyone's okay. kind of on the same thing and
3: then it's go, so do you need then like a player manager
1: yeah you have a player manager, and majority of their job is to negotiate your contract whenever you come out of contract.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and so the off season, uh, with all your reco and all that sort of thing, did that mean that you were? Uh, did you have to do? Were you on like light duties or something during that time? Or not
1: really? Because I did like I had eight games to get. So when I did it, there was eight games remaining for the rest of the year.
3: What month would so would have that uh, been? So July. Yeah,
1: So July. Eight games remaining. So basically, I. Shut up shop really for eight weeks. So then, when the boys went on a twelve-week which holiday, which they're which they're entitled to because they're absolutely knackered by the end of the season, I kind of hung around in the off season, had to Mm -hmm. kind of get my shoulder right for the um, for the pre-season.
3: But just how does that? What does that do? What does that do to you mentally in regards to all the mates are going off to schoolies? And you're, you know, you're, <laughs> no. You're, no, it's a, um, it's it's a metaphor. To it's it's okay. fucking metaphor, but I think I've touched a nerve.
2: You're <laughs> uh. good. good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it can be... Oh, it can be hard because you're... Well, it's, what, it's, it's what the cards... It's the cards you've dealt. Like, oh, I think i am got a pretty good headspace with that kind of stuff. It's like, look, it's what you're paid to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my job. That's, you know, you've got an obligation to to the club to, to get back in, you know, in a certain condition to to be able to perform the next year. Um, if you don't do it, you'll just get found out yeah. and you'll probably end up going to, you know, the clubs these days, are, it's such a science, you know, getting players to optimal performance physically that, um, that if you don't come back in the required condition and ready to go for the pre-season, you're just going to be left behind because it's just so competitive mm-hmm. for spots. Um, but kind of back to your comment around kind of the um, – you know post football kind of stuff like you know we we've got a, a players association which is essentially just like a union for all players that represent us um, to the league and the awesome thing they do is that they'll pay for your uni that's great so if you want to go to uni that all you got to do all you got to do is um is literally enroll in the course um, pass the exam give them the receipt and they'll actually pay for it so it's pretty – it's, 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 it's bloody you gonna good. you going to do another
3: – because did you say that you went to uni or – Yeah,
1: but I, I I went to uni and finished uni uh-huh. before I got drafted. You did the wrong so time. I had a crack yeah. <laughs> trying to get um, – You still got your Robert. hex dead or – Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah they're still there.
3: Surely just send them the hex receipt. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried. Trust me. But um,
1: yeah, so a lot of the a, a lot of the boys uh, do that kind of stuff. Then you got a lot of um, people that actually, you know – Because you're an AFL player, they actually find you interesting, and they're prepared Mm. to actually help you if if you you know if you're prepared to kind of, you know, you know manage some relationships with people and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, 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 pretty cool experience.
0: Yeah, if you can build a solid network, Mm. and then your interest goes in some direction. Like, look Mm. at um, uh, Nick Stone, yeah, from Bluestone Lane over in the states, like Mm. successful footy player and. Then goes on to do something else. And so
1: he's a different kettle of fish, that guy. Like, uh, he didn't really have a successful AFL career, but you know. Oh, he, he just
0: played he, AFL. That's successful yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no,
1: probably for his stands, like he would have loved to have obviously. Uh, no, I, you're, actually, you're right. That's probably actually, actually is a little bit harsh, but he actually has done something, you know, pretty impressive. He took a big, big gamble to do it. Mm. He did. And particularly the age he did it, it's actually um, bloody impressive. But you used to not have to. Um, they didn't quite think the players' association a long time ago. You could just they just go, "Yep, I've enrolled in the course," and they go, oh, "Here you go." <laughs> so, the, so guys would fail, and they'd be oh, yeah. like, "No, you've already paid me for it. I've already spent the money." So, you know, but now you actually have to prove that you've passed the course, and then they'll reimburse you. Oh, so they it's, a, it's a pass, you, you get yeah. it. Yeah. So they used to give you, um, you know, if a subject costs a thousand bucks, I'll go, "Yep, I've enrolled. Yep, I'll pay it back." But if you just keep failing, you just keep getting a thousand bucks.
2: Ah, yeah, wow. Mm.
3: Um the the off season for mm. you. So right now, like when is the critical time that you need to be a hundred percent?
1: So I was back at training on the. We officially started on the nineteenth of November, and then we had a five week uh, training block, which we, which just finished yesterday. And the plan was to get back to to full contact training on by the la- by the last week before the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I met that target. But um, but the cool thing was was before before that for four weeks, I actually fully trained with the team because it was about, you know, uh, 18 weeks post-surgery, which is kind of when you finish up. But they gave me a fluoro yellow hat. And, and uh, a bib.
2: bib.
3: <laughs> 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 it's a nerve,
1: mate. I'm just you know. It's a nerve. Um, they gave me a fluoro yellow hat. And basically what that means is I can do every single thing that mm. like everyone else is doing. Um, but no one's let her touch me. Oh, great! So, it's like
3: asthmatics when you go to um, <laughs> now, if you go to the Great Barrier Reef and you're snorkeling, if you have, if you have asthma, they'll put a little pink ribbon on your snorkel. Mm.
1: Speaking of asthma, we had the smog up in Sydney with surrenders. Oh yeah, how's yeah, that affected the tra-
0: training camp? <laughs> Yesterday was
1: like last session, like you, you couldn't even see like a hundred meters in front of you. It was that really? So, yeah. I think the thing someone said is like smoking a pack of um, pack of darts.
0: And you're gonna be gras- gasping, like you're. Running around. Patting. Yeah, I know.
1: might be some staff moved no, It's Yeah, is great. Right. <laughs>
0: Surely, um does anyone smoke? Any footy players smoke? Are you allowed to smoke ciggies? It's not
1: illegal, but yeah. not that I've seen. Not that I. No, nah, no one in our group would would smoke, but um but you be, would say be, that. But like. Yeah, 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 I would say that. But it'd um, be a pretty funny thing to actually see a like hmm. just walking down the street having a. What dart about vaping?
3: In between. Oh What's yeah, you vape. You don't know what oh, vaping with is. The, is there, it's like vapour, influenced
1: vapour.
0: The nag No, nag, oh, like sh- the think That's like the shisha. Yeah. No, no, no that's no, a different no, thing. No, no. Vaping is like- is Seriously,
3: do you know, not know what vaping is? No. Nah. E-c- e- like e-cigarette stuff. So um,
0: you know when you see someone like blow this huge plume And it smells like fucking- um, Fairy floss fairy or floss. some kind of berry- it's Normally, like a dude in a suit. I've seen people yeah.
1: like hold like a um,
0: like a square,
1: like a… yeah, like a square thing. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's it. So a va- oh, so it?
0: It like it, it's it's electronic, and it like you press the button on the side, and, and it vaporizes this liquid that has nicotine infused within it. Doesn't no. have to have nicotine in it. Yeah, a lot of them do that. That's yeah, yeah. you wouldn't. <laughs> you're a massive tryhard if you have it without nicotine. Yeah, okay. Because why else would you have it?
1: So, but is is it the same as a cigarette? Not
3: like the taste of the.
0: Oh yeah, false? but you're big tryhard. The thing is that people try and go, okay, well, I quit smoking, and I and my addiction needs to be met mm. from the nicotine because that's all they're addicted to, and so mm. then they they vape the nicotine thing. Mm. You can buy them in Australia. You're not allowed to yeah. sell nicotine infused, but everyone yeah. imports. Because so,
1: usually it's chewy or a patch, isn't it? Or is that old school?
3: That's old school. But then yeah. this new so, vape, yeah, this thing, vape is, thing is like you know. I love replace, that we can explain so vaping. Also, John Safran came on our show the other day, and he's writing a whole book on this whole thing, and it's like. It's a huge industry, but a a bunch of people got sick because there was something in the liquid (laughs) and it was getting into their uh, lungs. I think that's shit probably. It's good just to avoid. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean. Yeah, would that
1: help with medicinal marijuana or something? Well, they should do that.
0: So they're they're putting marijuana into the Mm. vapour. So okay. over in the states, like LA, you can just buy little vapor things. Anyway, you're not even. You into boys it. would know. <laughs> <laughs> where where? we well,
3: would? Have you watched our video yet? We did a, a two-hour um, gummy video where we had gummies in LA and then filmed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen okay. it, but, but we'll I could see.
1: imagine it would be um, be a size. Funny. Uh, yeah. No. Well, actually,
3: mm. I um, I didn't feel it, and then but these guys did. But you can be the judge. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, send, we'll, we'll send, send you the link out. Uh, she she was all right. I told her that before. And I FaceTimed, yeah. Brave. I haven't had a drink all year, so I'm I,
0: really? so I haven't had any substance.
1: Do you do you drink? Uh I'm not a massive drinker, no, but uh, like someone asked me out for a drink or or beer, yeah, like I'll go along, but um, I'm definitely not the person that's going to be like yeah, Let's get know, sorry, stuck in into your <laughs> It's it good yeah. acting, it yeah. theatre studies yeah. acting.
3: I mean, that's one thing. Having footy players on the show, my my <laughs> arms are killing me. then now, <laughs> <laughs> <just removed. laughs> <laughs> No, that's um. Yeah, and so when you when you're when, you're, uh, when the <clears throat> the season starts, is everything off limits? Like, can you even like so if you had a game on a Sunday? Is that they're on Sundays? Yeah, on a Sunday or a Saturday, whatever. Mm. Friday or Thursday at the at the footy oval. Yeah. Can you then, like, the next day, be like, "Oh, guys, I got to go. I'm on the daily talk show." Or is it is this the only time to really get you on?
1: Um, No, like I I think. uh So
3: post game, could we get you? Could I? (laughs) Could we have an Uber and get you post game? Or could we yeah, be yeah, like? Yeah. Is it BT? That'd be good. would
1: be good fun, actually. Yeah, yeah that'd be right. good fun, actually. Yeah, no. I'll, 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 um, Depends
3: if the bib came out. It'd be <laughs> fun. <fucking
1: pissed. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so it forgets about yeah. it and leaves well, it, it. You guys could. Uh, this might go back to my point before. This could yeah. go back to that category where the Uber picks me up if I play well, or, the, or, yeah, yeah, or it yeah. doesn't show up if I play <laughs> but bad. So I'll text either um, way. Yeah, text, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But no, you could definitely do that. It'd, ah. be, it'd be something I'd, um, oh, I'd be quite enjoy.
3: Okay, great. But do they? Next year, will you guys be playing like when you're in Melbourne? Is it Mar- is it Marvel now? Is that what that's called? Marvel, it's Stadium, Marvel yeah. Stadium. And there's MCG. Yes. Is it just completely random where you end up, or what do you mean? Wouldn't What's you not Their like, home ground. We're, we're no, no, in, but home. But so, like, when it comes to no, no, uh, there, there, there's away a fixture. Games. There's
1: okay. a fixture. So yeah, like yeah. Um,
3: so we'll be able to suss it
2: out.
1: Yeah. So we don't just come to Melbourne and like, oh, is there a ground we can play?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you would know your first game
1: next year, wouldn't you? Yeah, Adelaide in, in Adelaide, uh-huh. okay. and then, uh, then I think we pop, and I think we come here for for Carlton, which mm. is like the theory. So usually every second week we're in Sydney in our home ground. So mm. usually, usually the theory is with a fixture you play. One away, one at home, one away, one at home. So, um, yeah, we travel literally every second week. Mm. So, uh, I think we've got probably seven to eight games in Melbourne next year. So,
3: I reckon Swans could be my te- Like, I, when I was a kid, I know this is quite controversial, sort of moving between teams. Mm. When I was a kid, I was an Essendon supporter. And then my mates James Heard days? Yeah. Number five. Gavin uh, yep uh, no, uh <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Lloyd. Yeah. Is that Matthew Lordy. Lloyd that, that did that? But then there was um It was it was throwing um,
2: uh, grass at
1: Yeah. <laughs> um That's actually part of his routine. He used to actually pick it up and yeah. some people not even have the grass in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually part of his like mental routine. So yeah, <laughs> it's like it. mate, you're playing at Marvel Stadium. There is no wind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but then there was um yeah, but then I moved to uh the Saints, uh St Kilda when uh my mate's dad had Medallion Club access, and I went to like three games, yeah. and so I thought if I fucking buy in. But then the last time that I leaned into picking a team was Sydney Swans. My mate Byron Cook does a bunch with the Swans, and he got had uh, access, like um, tickets. Byron, yeah. yeah, yeah, tickets. And so the great thing is, whatever seats we had, they had the they had the screen and
2: shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. that was a
3: thing at at, at uh, Marvel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's but my good. favourite joke is if you see someone with like the the radio listening, just turning to your mates. I hope they don't spoil the game for us,
1: because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> obviously, well, everyone does that now anyway. Yeah. People come to the footy now and they don't even like watch it. They just literally get their, their phone <laughs> out and they actually watch it on the on the on the app. Yeah. But the, the game's just <laughs> there. I've so been in like-
0: the I've been in the bull ring at the MCC at the MCG, just drinking, and we didn't even go out. I reckon we went out once to just have a look, and then we went back in and drank and watched the TV.
3: Yeah, it's like the Melbourne Cup or something. But there's such (laughs) a good uh, atmosphere of the footy; like it just feels mm, great. Good. We watched. uh, We went, took um,
0: Dill who was intern first AFL match. He's Canadian. Mm. Mm. Fucking loved it. We Mm. um, Richmond, Richmond played shit food. What did we get? uh, Donuts and Mm. pies.
1: And speaking of atmosphere, I'll tell you who does it the best in sport is the darts.
2: Really? Have you seen the darts? No. Have
1: you ever seen the darts before? No. Mate, do yourself a favour after this. Go on YouTube and type in darts fans. Whatever they've done that that sport, the marketing of that sport, they are selling out mm. stadiums.
3: KO has darts. Really? As yeah. in
1: like, they are selling out stadiums and people have turned like – it's, it's an English thing, but the UK are very, very good at turning sports that are – quite slow like soccer into mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this amazing atmosphere but if you go to the darts and um, you type in like world series of darts they've got a whole stadium literally the whole stadium they all come in like fancy dress and That's they great. just like you know the professional darts players are just you know Roger down at your local pub mm. who can you know hit the occasional bullseye but they've turned those people into like household <laughs> games <laughs> rock, now. Stars. rock stars now and they they have like walk in music and they've got the beautiful girl next to them and they like escort them <laughs> on stage and you know they've got theme music and all this stuff. Like, yeah, honestly, I'm actually surprised you guys have um, yeah. haven't actually seen it. Yeah, we should
3: I, um, get a dart board here. That'd I feel be good, like, yeah, it it it's like right a bit, in there,
0: a bit tavernish. Oh,
3: do you know what'd be sick? Like, we could even do it as sort of like a guest thing, where darts. we have a dart thing where the guest is a final thing, has to do a. It's a bit radio, but we could punching do a dart. darts with guests. Yeah, but punching not, darts but not, with um, cow, and then we can <laughs> have the we can have the dart board, and then maybe we have. A tally board of different all the questions. No, but what about we can have different questions or different things that you have to do depending on where you land, mm. and then we just turn it over? Mm. That could be fun. <laughs> I've got um, a question for you guys. Yeah, all right, know, yeah. So. it's a production um,
1: question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you guys are doing 10 years of this mm-hmm. um, this thing. Yeah. Have you ever given much thought into what would happen if both of you got um, like an incredible opportunity? You know, I'll, I'll say together mm-hmm. somewhere else in a podcasty format that you just couldn't turn down, would mm. you? If
2: we
3: I'm got drafted, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we're in the business of like picking ourselves, mm. which one of the things that like you look at all the networks, so there's a bunch of podcast networks like Podcast One yep. and things like that. They mm. don't play necessarily to the strengths of, you, know, you just have to talk to anyone who's in a network and they'll talk about like this slight limitations or oh, I can't talk about this or yeah. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um if it was on our terms and if there was like, if it was a win-win, if we thought it was going to be great for them, it was going to be great for our audience, it was going to be great for us, then that is the daily talk show at the the end of the day. If it was, hey, we want you guys to do something else, it's not what you do. Mm. I think the yeah. radio thing is probably yeah. the fur- the the furthest thing that we yeah. would do. Because everyone sort on- of says, it says that's like, are oh, you guys looking for a radio gig? It's like, now we're doing this instead of right. Like this is the the new. What if money talks? Thing. Nah. Well, I think I've, I've been in it
0: and I know how painful it can be. I mean, Shepherdham
3: was paying you fifty-five grand. I <laughs> but know, but even talks, this Show. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you would have. It would have to be a lot to even then start entertaining that idea. Because yeah. like hundred grand, we could you could easily go and earn hundred grand in yeah. corporate job. But even or if it was like, even if business. it was like,
3: even if you're looking at like the breakfast show host, they're getting eight hundred thousand or whatever the i think that what we are building we know that even for like the next three years it could just be like a decent sort of you know paying ourselves 60 grand a year type of deal but then the reward after that in regards to clout just based on audience size and just the amount of people that we've connected with like we're building for the future yeah, and we feel yeah. like a
0: sidestep would be radio, which mm. isn't for the future. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so also the other thing. How much like you got?
3: Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what are you offering? What yeah. do you think? What's the, from what the, the, out- the trio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, no,
2: <laughs> what's the
3: uh, big boys back? <laughs> what's the, uh, it really is. Watch, watch the video of this one guys. Um, <laughs> It's uh, back for the deep <laughs> comment, <mate. laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the um, no, what's your pers- perspective of uh, what we do from from being sort of a, an outside perspective?
1: To be honest, I, I look at the stuff you guys have done. Um, like I said before, I actually found it because I I found Tommy kind of I actually you know we I was being a bit of a creep on you. I'm like oh, I know this guy. I started following him, what he actually was doing, but similar ages mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. i kind of can relate to a lot of the kind of experiences um, that both of you are going through you talk about your partner a fair bit which mm-hmm. is quite funny and you talk about kind of you're in that early stage of starting a family and things like that which i, I kind of find um you know something that i can kind of relate to um in the regards to the family stuff just relax my partner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, all
2: the
1: yeah, wrong yeah. signals. on but um yeah but uh, for someone my age i can kind of relate to know what you guys are doing I enjoy the consistency of it mm. it's, um, but I can imagine um, it's kind of like playing professional sport in a way and I always thought about this the other day that I'm kind of want to talk to you guys um, a bit about it is when you devote so hard to something just like you guys are doing with this project that you're on is that and like me I'm playing professional football and you're gonna make a lot of sacrifices you have to say no a lot to people mm. and yeah and you guys It's every day. Yeah, it's every day. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine there's a lot of things you have to sacrifice and actually say no to. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Say no no
0: enough and they stop asking. (laughs) They do. Well, I think you say like you've got your dialed in routine. It just it becomes what you do. And so when it becomes what you do, it makes it easier, sort of for that consistent Mm. for consistency. Mm. And and being in the bubble, right? It's like you're around people that are also loving and doing what you do and so we we surround ourselves with a bunch of people that are in media or creating content or storytelling or filmmaking mm. that space so it um so yeah it becomes that sort of bubble mm-hmm. which allows you to sort of live it
1: from the outside I, I, my admiration is more around the fact that you're prepared to actually forecast what you want to do for the next decade yeah. and commit to it yeah that's something that I find quite um yeah well done
3: i think it's like maybe the missing piece a lot of the times with what we've done previously so i think like you've if this was our first thing that we would ever had a crack at and we're like 10 years it would be a little bit more delusional than what it is now whereas the the fact that we've had so many things and most of the things that haven't worked out haven't worked out just because we've given up mm. and so i think that that's part of it too which is like we don't know what the daily talk show will be in regards to you know Will uh, will all cars become smarter because everyone will have a SIM card with a smart speaker in their car and so they'll just be li- listening to streaming stuff? Will Spotify push Apple to be more competitive in regards to how they show their podcasts and what they do? Mm-hmm. Will there be better integration with music and with spoken word and who's going to be servicing that content not only that but who is going to be servicing it for an Australian audience. Mm. And so I think you put all those things together and then you look at like a radio network, you look at like Southern Cross stereo or you look at the Novas or the ARNs and you think about how much money it costs to do what they do. It, it feels like a bit of a no-brainer in regards to if we all we have to do is just stay on and then it all work out. It's like mm. the 10 years we know that we're going to do it for 10 years, but there's actually heaps of shit that we haven't said. Like we don't know like what the daily talk show yeah. could be. could be an ensemble show with multiple gronks on it every single day. We could, have, we could be doing a show from different parts of the world. We could have a London, a Toronto, mm. uh, you know, the daily talk show from Endeavor those places. Endeavour Hills. Endeavour <laughs> Hills. Yeah, yeah. uh, Hills represent mm. our actual um, old uh, motion graphics, if you have a look at it. Up until like fifty episodes ago, had Endeavour Hills in That's how the. Terry uh, knows. Is that how you know? No, it's just because I've mentioned. <laughs> you mentioned it. about yeah. the footy club, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Endeavor> Hills. <laughs> do you know, like, um, do you know your junior footy club song? Do you remember? The yeah,
0: there are always a like oh an AFL song ripped mm-hmm. off.
3: Allman Blues was just God, Melbourne. I'll I'll start don't. mine. It might trigger you. Okay, <laughs> to leave. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, because we we haven't done this before. Jokes. When was it? <laughs> We are the Eagles, the greatest team of all. Is that we're West Coast We're rough, song? and We're tough, and We're always on the ball. All our opponents shake in fear as soon as the team appears. Uh, till the final bell, Sorry, we give them hell.
1: It's we are endeavour. Hoo, hoo,
3: hoo, Yeah. Well done. What'd you, Takes yeah. a lot of guts <laughs> do that. Nature. A lot more I actually can't remember what my um
1: <laughs> what my one was. Okay. Um, well, can I want what's you to the do,
0: swans? The first line of the swans. What is that?
1: Uh, um, cheer, cheer! The red and the white. I know the name by day and by night. <laughs> I know what you were doing. You're trying <laughs> to. <laughs> What's the next Is there c- certain yeah. rules around all
3: the singing and stuff? Like, uh, uh, I guess twenty. Uh, 20- 2019 do people get more around like the anthem or things like like what's the what's the deal with stuff
1: no nah, it's just a given you just yeah. go in there we have a um kenny you, you might have seen on channel seven we've got the old guy yeah, kenny yeah, that yeah. comes in and um that's right yeah. Oh, it. we love you so and, <laughs> <starting together>. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they go, yeah, all right, Kenny, whatever. <laughs> you know, and then yeah, you know, he sits in there and um yeah no it's, it's just a given it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, yeah, it's a, a traditional thing now mm-hmm. so oh,
3: great yeah.
0: you know, we need it we need our own song don't we mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to oh, go nice. out with. I'm excited
3: though that uh, when you're in Melbourne next and you're coming off the back of a game, mm. we can have everything set up. We can have oranges. What do you got more pull at the SCG or MCG?
0: I mean, you got ticketing.
2: In, in <laughs> regards, <laughs> to, <laughs> he really thinks that we're just pulling for a ticket. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm thinking like I'll get you a ticket. All <laughs> all if, right, we yeah. can, if
0: we were to do a podcast or oh, undergrad, like at somewhere at, at a venue, Should we come to the SCG. I
1: reckon I could I could definitely help you out at the SCG. Okay. okay, okay. Um, in terms of the MCG, maybe fifty-fifty. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending if, uh, if you play well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'll, that'll you should if, we just be on standby
3: with our mics? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's so I bad. should get a few. Um,
1: should get a few of the boys, and I'm sure they'd be oh, be to, right. to yeah tell, yeah. T- tell a few stories. So, fact,
3: that should be because all I was asking from Ko was a free subscription, and I'd mention them every sports segment that mm. I do. So. Well,
1: Callum Mills, our um, uh, one of our players is one of the poster boys. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah, right. so. It's all linking. It's all working. Okay.
3: It's, yeah. Can you write that down? Mm. All right. Great. Thanks, Cal. It's been great having you on. No. Uh, we. Enjoy, I feel like um, there can sometimes be the cliche of the sports people don't necessarily like have a personality, but I think you're a great example of. One that has one. That's nice. Isn't it? <laughs> was that yeah. nice? Was that a I nice, no, a nice that thing? No,
1: it was actually um, really good. In my turn now. <laughs> 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 no, nah, thanks, guys. Well
3: thanks, it's buddy. It's the, the, the Daily Talk Show. Hi, com. What's your problem, 97? No, it's just... Outrageous. That's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that is like, that's the cliche though, isn't is it? it? Yeah, but also it's yeah, just yeah. like a little bit stoic, a little bit serious, a little yeah. bit. Like this I'm guy did fucking theater studies. Yeah, that's I, pretty no, funny. No, no, no. <laughs> it's I, I, I got, got, got a fucking see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what
3: were you going to uh, say, Sims? Oh, It's just like, it's it's great you've got a personality. <laughs> that was
2: literally what you said. It's <laughs> good.
1: I love it. I can it worse, mate. It's all good. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, as, and also, um, we're, we're doing this thing where we were talking about male and sending cash in the mail, and we want to test it out. So uh, we've told anyone to send us any form of currency to our P.O. box. Just want to see if it gets to us. So P.O. (laughs) box box 400, Abbotsford, Victoria 3067, any currency could be U.S. dollars. Which we like. And where Um, will you put the money? Uh, pockets. Oh, a Pockets. Okay, oh, okay. no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. Mate, we're not a fucking social enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we'll do something great. We might. You know what? Darts. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll buy, yeah. We'll buy a packet of darts. It's a crowd
0: funded dart board. <laughs>
3: I, I like love it. that idea. Yeah. All, All right. Awesome. Great. Uh, see you guys. Have a good one. See Thanks, hell. Mind. Bye.
0: Bye.